Hey, just before we get started this week, guys, I just wanted to let you know that audio quality for the for Nico's side of the conversation for the first hour of the podcast or so, hour and a half maybe, um, is a little bit weird. Basically, we recorded the entire thing last night, three hours, and uh, Nico sent me over the file of his side of the conversation, the Skype conversation, for me to mix in and edit, and it was basically unusable. It was distorted and boxy, and I'll play a little bit of it for you now. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were doing, like, a hard brag there when you are like, they got some good writing there. <laughs> you get my point. So, basically, what I did for this week was I took the recording that I do of both sides of the Skype conversation and used that for Nico's audio. So, for the first hour and a half, it might sound a little bit weird. Then, after that, we re-recorded the news section tonight. Uh, so, yeah, re- normal recording quality will resume next week, I promise. And with that, I present to you this week's Writing on Gamescast. This is the Rating on Games cast. Uh, as usual, I'm Hamish. And uh, with me, <laughs> God, Nico! Uh, it's me, special guest, Nico Blakely. Special guest. The you know um, we we have to try and like confirm your availability every week or whatever. But uh, you know it's 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 great to finally have you on, Nico. I've been wanting to have you on this uh, podcast for a while now. So um, thank you for having me. I cannot wait to talk about the art of games with you, <laughs> I'm back. Also, what the fuck is that image you just sent me on Skype? That is a new image of, uh, I believe that is the executive producer of Animal Crossing New Leaf in the new <laughs> Nintendo Direct that released this morning. You may be wondering what oh Hamish God. is laughing at. This is a, um, well, this is a Japanese businessman dressed up like a uh, 1960s American hippie. And it's just great. Oh god! Well, yeah, we will talk about that in news later. I haven't watched it, so um, so you will be the the first to um, you you'll be the you'll be the um, Animal Crossing boy on this podcast. Well, um, here, here you go, amiibos. There you oh, go. All right. Okay. Cool. That's, uh, so that's been they, the ra- they updated a 2013 game to work with the amiibos. <laughs> so that's been the writing on games cast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Um, no, it's uh, Good stuff. yeah, cool. Um. But yeah, how have you been doing, man? How, how's things been going? Been good. I've been yeah. out of town, like, like on and off all week. It's been crappy, and yeah. been helping, been helping friends move. Uh, always, friends always, move. always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was locked into this one. I, they helped me move previously, so <laughs> right. it was just, my hands were tied cool. firmly around this man's couch as I carried it up a staircase. <laughs> Jesus we did we had, we had these weird arm ties i've never used this before like you move stuff with like it was like physics in motion man like you just had, it was like he had this giant neon orange thing that we put under like this big like flat fat rope and you you put like your you held it by your wrists so we used the power of like our forearms to carry this fucking couch flat flat th- flat, flat fat rope is my rap name um, flat fat rope dude that's cool uh debut mixtape coming um 2017 uh watch the, out the for flat that. the flat fat crew <laughs> everybody's like everybody's very short and very overweight right, i guess right, i don't know like what, what would be like, right 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 what, what is that crew writing on rope um 
and uh, yeah, so it'll be good. Uh, have a keep we, an eye for all time. An all time record for this podcast already <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> oh god oh man yeah i mean I, I don't know things have been pretty crazy over here as well like um yeah you've been working like a dome yeah yeah uh so i mean i had a video go up last week on pt and why it's so spooky uh because it was halloween and everything like that and i'm a big scaredy boy so i didn't really do much for halloween except write uh, write a thing and make a video on one of the scariest games ever made um so yeah uh that went up and then this week i've had a couple of articles go up uh one for uh zam which uh is focused on the no man's sky modding community uh which i feel is kind of like no man's sky is coming to the kind of public consciousness again uh after we'll we'll get onto that in news again um and but like you know this article got posted and this was kind of cool because i got to talk to members of the modding community and get their kind of thoughts on the game and stuff and it was kind of bittersweet because these people are all so lovely and they're really cool and they they like they know what's wrong with the game and like they would know how to fix it if hello games gave them any support whatsoever uh and yeah it's uh like I don't know, they're too busy perpetuating the most disastrous PR campaign in the history of video games uh, to care about any of that, but yeah. What, if you what want a time to, to be alive to witness that, though. I, I love it. I mean, I don't I don't love what they're doing, but I'm loving the spectacle. I mean, like, we, I mean, we, <laughs> might, we might as well talk about this now, like, um, like, the, the thing is that with that whole No Man's Sky debacle, it just keeps getting worse. Like, it really yeah hasn't like, it been that like it, it, it just when you think it can't get worse like, they somehow like make it they uh like it because if you don't if you don't know like what happened like uh last like late last week was the hello games official twitter account tweeted out saying no man's sky was a mistake like and this <laughs> this is after this is after like this is after three months of of sean murray saying nothing like he has been silent since august uh like so over three months like of just no communication whatsoever um hello games tweeted out a things uh, like a blog post like back in september for like the a blog post that was made in like august basically saying hey we're still working on the game um and and like so they've just been silent and that's that's actually been like one of the biggest problems that 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 game has had is just like those developers just needed to be out there and like just communicating with the audience just trying to reassure them but there's just been none of that and then like but you just think i was just thinking like i really wonder what sean murray's next tweet is going to be like and surely after that things will get better but then they just tweet out no man's sky is a mistake then the the hello games twitter becomes protected like so so you have to like ask to follow them and stuff then polygon reported that the person that tweeted that was sean murray then forbes tweeted that the people at hello games were saying it was a disgruntled employee then oh, man. it was someone 
Sean Murray said that it was uh, a disgruntled employee as well, and then it's it's so confusing. Like, there's just sources upon sources giving like false statements to the press, and like, and then Sean Murray tweets for the first time in three months saying, "Ah, yeah, how about that, Mister Robot?" Huh? And like. You're just like, fucking hell, this is the worst way you could possibly be dealing with this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. His, like, response was like, oh, we're working on that. We're, we're watching episodes of Mr. Robot yeah. to find out how to deal with this Twitter hack. Yeah. Like, come, uh, that's how you're going to, like, make your grand re-entrance. But this, this, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, and then <laughs> the Hello Games Twitter, like, says, you know, or Sean Murray tweeted at them oh. saying, oh, are you, are you still hacked? And then they were like... No, no, we're fine now. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck me, man. I like to like, think that the are you guys still hacked is if they were hacked, that was the hacker saying that, and then they were just trying to, like, <laughs> roll roll with yeah. that and, like, respond to it once they got it back up. But the, but the more is- I've, I've chewed on this, the more I've thought, I think this was just Sean Murray. Yeah, I, I, think, mean, like, I think somebody yeah. knocked back a few shots or something. I think somebody had Twitter open. Yeah. And I think somebody went, oh, no, man, Sky was a mistake. And but, then, like, hit enter. But the thing I, is, it's like... Like, these hackers, like, you know, hackers, if they were hackers, not only got access to Twitter, they got access to Sean Murray's emails and then sent out, because Polygon was reporting that Sean Murray had had told them that he made the tweet. So, like... Here's what I'm wondering, though. If it really was a hacker, what are you? What, what, what have we learned from previous <laughs> hacking things is what usually gets released... It's usually, like, personal information, right? Yeah. You'd think, why would somebody hack Sean Murray in Hello Games? Disgruntled fans, because this game was insanely hyped up. Of course, there's going to be some pissed-off people yeah. for getting some bullshit like that, right? We've had people in the past knock down PSN for shits and giggles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, so, <laughs> not out of the question. Like, yeah, hey, this yeah. is the weirdest, most polite hacker in the world. He hacks yeah. in, and he just says, No Man's Sky was a mistake. We don't have we don't have the usual racial slurs. Yeah. We don't have the usual foul language they, they, in general. They, they could we don't have, have they, anything. They, sh- they could have brought down Hello Games like completely. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the why, thing is, why not like, just if, make it the worst thing if, ever? Like if it's like you know Polygon's source on saying it was Sean Murray came from Sean Murray. Like so, if these hackers had access to his emails, like if they were in his email accounts, then surely they would have thought let's dig around in here a little bit let's see what we can uncover here because like you know i'm not saying that they should have i'm saying like you know obviously that's totally you wrong and invasion of privacy that that's what you would just think that's their line of yeah, thinking because exactly. that's usually how it goes it's like yeah and it's well, like sean murray's been painted as a kind of villainous role right yeah like, totally and you'd think that the retaliation would be to fucking dox that guy right <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. usually that's usually what happens exactly and that didn't yeah. happen with this hack so and I, I, like so it's just so fucking weird and i just like i have no idea how they are ever going to come back from this like do you want to do you want to cast a bet a little prediction right now a little <laughs> wager okay go i'm for calling it. it right now this is joe this danger is the- three <laughs> 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 no that's that's just too optimistic <laughs> What if Hello Games is just like, all right, fine, we'll just go back to the Joe Danger series. Fine, sorry, and I'm like, that's just how they they sit back in their place. <laughs> yeah, and they're exactly. known as that what? They're known as that tiny game studio that tried once, or they, maybe they, they didn't they, try. They, Who knows? They, they, they fired those twelve other people that they hired, or something. Get rid of those guys in their plaid shirts and beards. We need to make Joe Danger three. 
Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> oh man. But but like I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here. Just do wacko Nico prediction here. Right. Okay. This is a PR stunt. We're gonna hear about a weird new No Man's Sky like update in a month or two. I'm calling it now. That's that's why. <laughs> that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're gonna do though. Next week we're gonna have Shummer go. Wow, I'm so glad so many of you have still been paying attention to us after all this time. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, that that. Thanks, our, thanks our, for thugging it out with us, guys. <laughs> okay, here's the real game. You know, like it's everyone's man's sky, all man's sky. Oh God, yeah. So that happened, and you can read my article on the modding scene for No Man's Sky if you go to zam.com and like scroll down, you'll find it. Um. How do you, how do you spell zam.com? Is is there any it's, special characters in no, there? No, it's, it's, it's literally just Z-A-M. Um, That's a hell of a website name. Good on you, zam.com. You, you got a, you got a good one. Yeah. Zam.com is kind of sick. Like, that's a, that's a cool thing to have. Like, I Zam. Mean, there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things you could say about, I mean, yes, it's a good name. I have no idea how they actually got that name because they bought it from an MMO site. I, I don't know. It's weird. MMOs but they've got they, go, they, they've they've got some good writing on there and now I am on there as well and so that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing like a hard brag there when you're like they got some good writing <laughs> there now. <laughs> uh no, so yeah, you can go check that out. Um also uh, another piece went up today uh on inverse.com uh called on the game Thumper that came out fairly recently. Uh, the, I didn't that, know you're writing about Thumper. What the hell? What's that? I didn't even know you're writing something on Thumper. That's cool. Uh, oh yeah, I, I I thought I told you about that. Uh, but ah. it, it's well that came out today, Nico. You can go read it at inverse dot com. Um, yeah, so like I um I, I wrote a piece uh on this. If you haven't played it, Thumper is like a is called by the developers a rhythm violence game and never has a descriptor been more apt um because it is one of the most violent games i've ever played and not in the kind of gory sense or anything it's just um it's it's a it's a sensory overload in a way that games haven't really done in a while um it's like if you take the way the way i describe it is like take something like audio surf and make all the visuals like kind of weird dark horror in it like industrial type thing make the soundtrack just this kind of brooding like constant downbeats like um like a kind of ambient drone with just these kind of relentless rhythms underneath and just increase the speed to about like a thousand um like this is a game where you can set the volume level to 500 um and that, that just raises the question of like it's like the it's the spinal tap thing what the hell does that actually mean it, it what doesn't is mean 500 it doesn't mean anything but it's it's great um basically basically this game was this game was made by um a company called drool which is uh two ex harmonics employees so they've worked on like rock band and stuff um it's a guy called mark drury i want to say and then the other guy is brian gibson who plays bass for lightning bolt uh who they, they are like uh a kind of drum like a noise rock duo consisting of drums and bass and um yeah like you know the, their output is is kind of 
spotty but when they're good they are really good they were like one of the kind of formative bands for me in terms of getting into that kind of style of music <laughs> um excuse I, me i'm still yet to actually check out that band i'm oh uh, i mean yeah there's some uh, hyper magic mountain is a really good album um sweet that's uh, that's where i'll start then. yes yeah. um uh, but uh, I, there is a boss in this game called Crackhead, and I absolutely love that. <laughs> yep. I'm reading. I'm reading the little bullet points on Steam right now. That's great. <laughs> oh, okay. it, like it, it, basically, at the start, the, the second video I ever made for the channel was a video on how games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, like I just can't get into them because they so like blatantly miss the mark about what music is actually about for me. Like, um, you know. Oh yeah, you're. Oh, that makes sense, though, because usually with those games, if you're a person who actually plays the instrument they're emulating, you are, like, your brain just, like, it doesn't uh, yeah, compute. Like, yeah, it's... it's I, I can never go above easy or medium on yeah. it because I, before I played Guitar Hero or Rock Band, I was already learning guitar. Yeah. And it really kind of does go against it's, it's what you're learning. It's, it's like, super uncat... Like, like the, thing, the thing that I talk about in this article is that those, those games... Um, are super uncanny because they have the appearance of, you know, they have the audience, they have the guitars, they have, you know, the stage and everything. But the way that they gamify those songs, it's like the way that the audience in that game are viewing your music. Like if you take it on a kind of like slightly abstract level, they are viewing it as this band won music because they got to the end of the song without making any mistakes like you know this is the best band in the world because their guitar player didn't fuck up once exactly you know yeah and and it's like (laughs) like it's it's that whole idea of winning music and stuff and it's like so they have all these elements there but because there's just like little things wrong with the way they gamify it like it it just doesn't sit right with me like thumper by kind of completely abstracting its visuals and its uh and its sound and everything like that um and its mechanics like there's no stage there's no amps there's there's no kind of representation of any kind of musical thing it's just you're this little scarab beetle that's being jettisoned along a track and at these insane speeds like it it represents to me the, the exact same kind of panic dread and ultimately elation of playing music to a crowd because like it's a total act of self-flagellation you you come off stage and you don't quite know how you got to the end of the set usually but you got there and you feel like you got like and in thumper it's like it's the same kind of exhaustion that you feel because it's it's such a sensory overload and you're practicing levels over and over again so that it becomes more intuitive and like that kind of resonated with me in the sense that you know like musicians practice so that the so the process isn't so like they don't have to be so acutely perceptive of every moment that's happening whilst they're on stage you know um and it's it's little things like you know you crash into a wall or whatever and just for a split second it kind of like jolts you out of the experience for a minute so you have to like get back on track as soon as you possibly can um because you know like you know when you if you're playing with a good band then an individual member of that band fucking up won't stop the band and it's like yeah you're supposed to 
fall back, drop back in. You, like, yeah, but exactly. Like, you know, it's it, like that's that's it's, really cool. That's like you know, that's really cool if it's, that it's, game can capture that it's, feeling it's, of it's like really fucking up in a group. Like, yeah, like, it, it's it, it, like, and it, it, it totally like, um, it, it, by it's it's just because they abstract it so much. Like, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a rock band. You're not holding a peripheral. You're playing as a little beetle that's trying to kill this massive head thing that's in front of you by hitting these rhythms or whatever. I mean, that concept alone is like reason enough to check this game it's, out. It's, it's, it's great. Like, it's a like, fucking the, scare be- beetle fighting a head. It's already the, cooler the, than what we're getting the, most, the, like, most games these days. You know, even if you take it away from that kind of like philosophical level of this is a better representation of what it's like to play music than rock band or guitar hero, it's just a fucking really great game. Like, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. It's like the most visceral like experience I've had playing a game like that i can remember really um so yeah like even if even if you're not like even if you're not a musician or you're not like into like rhythm games or whatever like they did the developers did a a, an ask and ask me anything thing on reddit uh where they talked about like they didn't even really try to think of it as like a rhythm game they tried to think of it as an action game first and foremost and you can definitely tell that's the case it's just um yeah, the speed, the physicality of it all, it's just, it's its incredible. It's really, really, I, I can't say enough good things about that game. It genuinely feels important to me, like, and that's that's rare and that's special to me. So, yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about, uh, sorry, I'm reading like a... That's cool. So someone here has actually written a pretty in-depth negative review on this, and that's right? the okay. first time I've ever actually seen a very, like, well-thought-out negative review yeah, of a that, game. Yeah, that'd be but, interesting, yeah. Um... This guy's basically like, he says he likes it, right? But he, he just said it's not a rhythm game. He says it's a, it's a reaction game. It's like a, okay. it's a memory and reaction game. Like, would you agree with that or no? Like, yeah, to to an extent, like like I say, there's an element of like, you know, if it's too fast for you, then you just practice until it becomes intuitive and you get better. But there's like, there there are moments of like real. I wouldn't say zen because it's like super fucking intense, but it's like you there's there's an element at, at which you just kind of get into the kind of flow of things, um, and it's like you don't even know what's really happening. You're just like hitting the buttons, and it's just kind of going and it's all just kind of like falling into place, and you can't really tell why that is. Um, like so, there is there is an element of like memorization if you're kind of going through levels over and over again you begin to kind of realize okay this is where this is going to happen like um but there are those kind of really excellent like intuitive moments where you're just kind of your brain almost kind of switches off and you just become like you you kind of have to improvise in a way and and like again that's like really like that's really cool like parallel to what it's like to create music especially music that's like more experimental and avant-garde or whatever or you know which is kind of the scene that i i gravitate towards more than like just kind of like in this article like roland who's the editor for inverse gaming um he's what he's been one of my favorite editors to work with so far purely because he had no issue with me using the phrase endless butt rock um (laughs) i like this guy already to talk to talk about guitar hero and rock band like 
part of the reason that i really like can't connect with games like guitar hero and rock band is just because the soundtracks are so kind of like it's acdc you get to play back in black and you know all that kind of stuff and it's like back in black followed by immediately by like a paramore song this, and, and then like, the dragon force song wow that's really hard um, oh, hope you downloaded that strong bad song <laughs> oh god so yeah it's it's like it's just total like you know it's like a dad version of you know what being a quote-unquote rock star is all about and stuff like that and it's guitar here alive especially with like yep. the actual butt rock simulation yep. mode oh that- god it's like i i really want to play that game actually because like i just want to see how bad those cutscenes are because it's like you know the if you get stuff wrong like with those bands and they come over and they're like what are you doing man and it's oh, like what's why, going on? why why would you br- why if you were playing in front of like thousands and thousands of people you would have known that this guy was crap before you brought him on fucking stage He's, no dude you chose that night to start sucking that's how it always goes <laughs> and, and then the audience is going these guys are losing music I like that the audience specifically looks at you like everyone in the crowd immediately understands that it's the guitar. Like, it's, like there's another guitar player up here. Yeah, it's like, come exactly. on. Oh, God. I love so. that everything, like the Guitar Hero world centers that the guitar is the most fucking important <laughs> yeah. part of the band. I'd argue it's the drums. So, like, yeah. what's going on? Like, exactly. like, I don't know. Like, that, And you see, that's actually a really interesting thing about why um, Thumper is so great for me because, like, uh, you know especially again in kind of like more experimental like music like you know rhythm becomes much more important than melody and it's like you know if, especially if you're talking about like industrial music and stuff where like the point is that is kind of this churning like rep repetitious like um kind of thump for lack of a better term thumping noise you know it's just like dun dun you know like bands like um uh what's that fucking band i can't i can never pronounce their name but i actually played with them it's like einsterzend neubauten or whatever they're called i don't fucking uh uh i don't know like henry turbo negro yes exactly yes turbo negro um uh but it's it's also things like you know like early swans and stuff like that is very focused on the downbeat the kind of dun dun you know um and like thumper is very similar to that it's like there's a melody to its rhythm like you know most most like music games like the rhythm is the bass and then the the melody is what kind of like elevates that whereas the melody the quote-unquote melody in thumper is just like a kind of ambient drone and then the rhythm is what accentuates that and like makes that really pop um so yeah it's it's like it's a really weird approach to like you know how it's it's almost kind of like an inversion of the typical like music game formula like in the sense that rhythm matters more than the me- than hitting the melody you know um so yeah, it's it's just it's such a good game, man. It's like honestly, I, like I gotta try this now. It, yeah. I've been holding off. I, don't I, I, know I, I think I, I think you would love it, man. Um, it's 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 one of those games that like I play, you know, because because it's split up into levels, but it's all like you know, it's like one 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 two one three, all, you know, that kind of level layout. And by the time I complete like a set of levels, like 
the next one unlocks but i like need to take a break it's <laughs> it, it, like it's, it's that intense it's like it, you know this is a game where um where drool the company that made it they had to tweet out saying you know be sure to take regular breaks because we're hearing a lot of reports of thumb injuries <laughs> and it's like all right okay that kind of makes sense um so thumb yeah. injuries this man it's it's a fucking it's wild man so um yeah you know that that's an article that i wrote that's up on inverse.com at the moment um if you want to go and check that out uh so yeah um apart from that like have you been playing anything man yeah um we've played some similar stuff should i start with the one game you haven't played that i've uh, yeah, played go for, yeah go for that we'll talk about the games we have we, we, we've both played in a bit yeah yeah because we've both done uh the newest hitman episode and we yes. both started and completed uh the surprise fucking hit of the year which we will yep. get to in a second yep uh I played a game called... I've been working on this since last night, this little intro. Right. <laughs> uh, this is the police! Okay. That's uh, called... <laughs> yeah, I like that. Did it sound like there's really cops in my door? Right. So I've been playing this game called This is the Police, and um, it's an interesting little title. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm still just gonna... <laughs> fucking intro... Oh, continue. <laughs> okay. Do you need a minute? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Go on. <laughs> it's a. Um, I'm so well, dumb. <laughs> I thought as soon as I saw the title of this game, I I, I thought I hope this game's good because I want to keep playing and then I want to talk about it and then I want to do that little thing. <laughs> oh, so I'm God. glad. I'm glad I'm enjoying this game. Uh, this is right. the police. Um, I'm actually trying to figure out a way to describe like what you genreify this as uh, right. let's just go with what they call it a strategy adventure game it's um okay, yeah but um picture if you will um wow no. i just forgot the name of papers please almost uh <laughs> yeah it's this it more or less it's the same general idea as papers please but think of papers please on like a more on a wider level like instead of being an immigration officer with one specific job you are now the chief of a police station overseeing an entire city yeah and anything that you could think that would make that job a living hell pretty much happens in this game like right you have a <laughs> a very very over the top uh main villain here okay. who's the mayor of your town uh freeberg it's called right <laughs> this guy I, I don't. There's there's no way there's a mayor on hey, Earth. Hey, this like is this Freeberg, led by Mister Liberty. <laughs> like, it, it's it, this guy is just so, like it. I'm trying to think of like a movie or something to like 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 a like a villain from a movie. There's got to be someone like Mugatu is too too is way too cartoony. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, I guess he's like Mayor Quimby from the simpsons more or less but way more realistic and way more nasty like right okay just like unlikable motherfucker and this guy's always breathing down your neck he's basically forcing your character to retire uh, a guy by the name of jack boyd yeah. voiced by duke nukem and fucking self and big the cat <laughs> uh, honestly best best voice like best voice work i've ever heard from this guy i always forget yeah. his name is it max st john it's, it's john st john, john. John, john. john yeah john st john hell of a fucking name um that yeah he does great in this um it's great. Um, a really, really cinematic. Sorry, I'm all over the place with this. That's cool. Um, 
It's it's great. So the entire perspective of the game, uh, the actual gameplay sections of it, more or less, take place at you checking out Jack, uh, Jack Boyd's little, like he has a little uh, diorama of the entire city, right? Right. So your perspective is looking down this diorama, and it's a simplified, you know, you have about 10 cops in your precinct at all times, and yeah, you're always getting calls in, so you're, you're, you're essentially a dispatch officer on top of being the police chief, like, yeah, you, it's oh God, it's it's like a marriage between Papers Please and Sim City, maybe like that, right. that's yeah, a, yeah, because it's definitely got the like the we're gonna put you in a really nasty tight corner where you're gonna have to do not like you are gonna have to be a shitty person whether yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to or not. There is some stuff that comes up in this game that will like actually kind of like make you bummed, like right. You are gonna be wrestling with some issues. Like there will be racial riots that break out, and you will have City Hall calling you up, telling you you should fire every single black officer in your precinct because it would make the racists happy. And you can totally choose to go tell that mayor to shove it, but you have to really think about long term in that game. And that sucks because you immediately have to be like, you have to do that. You have to now say to yourself, yeah, this is fucked up and racist, but. And that's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fact that you kind of have to do that because, like, yes, like it's fucked up to get rid of everybody, but you're gonna have like no money left, and you're gonna probably fail the game, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That shit that gets to you. Yeah. So totally. I, I took the high road on that, and I said, fuck no. Like, half of my best officers are not white. You know, like, like, like the majority of my precinct is actually like very mixed. So it's yeah. like, I was like, fuck off. Uh, next day, all of a sudden, I get no funding. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, a couple of my white officers didn't show up, Ooh. and they had really bad excuses for not showing up. Oh, okay. And so you can, like, infer stuff from your employees like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you, you, you can't know 100%, but you can get to know them better. Right. So, like, you can check every employee's info, and it says political views, unknown, but over over time, that can change. And you can start to realize, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't send the, like, the weird, like, strongly, the, the strong vocal atheist dude over to, like, the church homicide right yeah. now. Because he might, he might start going off on the pastor about religion or something like that. And, like, that shit <laughs> yeah, will start to yeah. factor in. But the majority of the time, you can't tell when that's going to happen. And that's just one of, like, little, many yeah. little systems on this game. Like, there's so many little variables like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, I mean, like, what, what you're talking about is, like, almost like a deeper version of Papers, Please, because it's, like... Yeah. Like Papers Please did that kind of, you know, um the like taking the high ground or whatever. You could take the high ground at the expense of like your job and your family and everything like that. But like this almost seems like it, whenever you came across a situation like that, it was always fairly obvious like, you know, it was like, oh this you, this person's got this person's gone through that really hates the country but there's this mother that's coming through that doesn't quite have the right paperwork afterwards and you have to yeah. deny her but let the other person through uh, so it's like it's always fairly obvious like that but the idea that like this game kind of allows you to infer a lot of that stuff like seems really cool so and you're getting strong-armed into so many of these situations too because eventually yeah. there's a mafia boss who uh whether you like it or not is going to start just like like being a very big factor in your life and then yeah. eventually like mob wars start up and you're gonna have to choose a side because it will expedite the mob war technically you know and get it out of the streets and stuff or yeah like so i'm like funding some crime lord dude just because i i think it will be better for the city so you end up making doing these weird like like your 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 alignment 
your your personal alignment will get like fucked with in this game, and I love when that gets rattled. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. When when a game makes me kind of feel like a dirty human being, I personally love that. Like, yeah, I love feeling like a piece of shit because the game gave me no other option, and I came away from the game going like, "Fuck, man, I gotta like think about that." Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like one is it's one thing like having a game, you know, it kind of it avoids the kind of you know like moral choice thing of of you know the moral choice cliche of like being an asshole or being the best or being like a really good guy or whatever because it messes with your own personal morality and like says no you have to go like directly against that in order to to win the game like if you go with your other thing then it's not like you get points to paragon or points to you know whatever like it's it's like no this this is just making this significantly harder on yourself like in in a very like confrontational way it like actually says to you you know no you have to like go against this and do a really shitty thing in order to actually make your life easier even if it goes against like all your morals and everything so it's, yeah it, 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 it kind of it abstracts the moral choice from like you know like you not having like because if it's just you know you're choosing a, a moral choice in like mass effect or something like that then you're not thinking in terms of you you're thinking like oh if i if i do this for this character then this will affect where this character goes but it's like instead stuff like this like makes you very much like question your like question how far you're willing to go with your own morality and stuff like that yeah so, yeah, I, I I was a little confused by the game's goal in that when I first played it because it does seem character heavy and you're playing a character who yeah. has his own thoughts and has his own ideals about stuff. And I can only think of a couple times when it's a story moment where there literally is a click the left or the right side of the screen right. thing. And that's and that's about as much uh, control over this guy's personality. I think they really ever take away from you. He's a 60 year old burned out guy. He's not exactly a good dude. He's like, yeah, he's not. A, he's not corrupt. He's not corrupt. You can make him corrupt. But right, okay. he starts off kind of having some strong feelings about corrupt things. Like, like he, he would never fuck with the mafia. He, he knows his precinct is corrupt, but that's their business. Despite yeah, him being yeah. the chief of police, you know, like that's how he kind of views it. And so the game starts with him being forced to announce his entire his retirement in 180 days. And so the plot of the game more like loosely, I, I'm. Because I'm still, I haven't beaten this yet. This is apparently a 20 hour game. I'm about four hours in and I've played right. a lot. Like yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a lot of time with it in that four hours because yeah, the day yeah, yeah. cycles of this game are like seconds long. But so the, the goal of the game is you have 180 days of game time, you know, it's got, uh, 20 hours, I guess that equates to. Um, and you have to save up half a million dollars because that's your retirement fund. And I guess the backstory is you had a million and one chances to get a ma- uh, great, great funds and y- you blew them all, you know, and then. Right. OK. So now you're scrambling to make 500,000 before your forced retirement. OK. And so you can either do that by being a buy the book guy or being completely corrupt. Or and so and, you know, like you get a salary from City Hall, so you got to appease that mayor because the more you do for him. City Hall can grant you more SWAT team gear or right, more okay, positions yeah. to be filled out by the cops or, you know, like a raise so that maybe you can get your 500,000 faster. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, because the majority of the time I found City Hall denies every fucking request I send, no matter what I do for them. Right, so okay, I started yeah. going to the mafia. The mafia offered the mafia has given my police precinct 
paddy wagons. They've given me three more slots to hire employees. Like, it's re- it really fucks with you. Like, like shit, man. Like the, the, the good bad old guys. Mob. Like, yeah, like the mob is like. I'm kind of really into good. this mob now. They, they, the mob has not fucked me over in this game yet. Isn't that weird? Like it's yeah, like Maf- Mafia Two is a really good game. <laughs> this is this is uh, Mafia Two and a Half. You play as um. Oh God, I already forgot that guy's name. What? You play as a Italian guy. Oh, from uh, v- v- Vito, v- Vito Scalia. Vito Virbilisco. And uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. There is a guy with a name actually very v- close. Vito, Vito Verbadesco, yeah. There's a guy named Vigo in this game, and he's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, he's uh one of the mobs you can uh, side with. I didn't side with that guy. He left me a basket of tangerines. And you hate gets. tangerines. <laughs> I actually quite like a tangerine. I don't know. Then why did you know say Jack nothing? Boyd feels about a tangerine. <laughs> but yeah, this is the police. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to recommend it yet. It sounds like something I'd want to check out, but like I'd, you, I'd recommend you... it personally to you, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you, you, yes, but like um. If you didn't like Papers, Please, or if you found that Papers, Please got... Well, no, see, this is a hard one to recommend because it's going to get boring. I can see that this game is going to get boring, but then I have to remember, that's kind of the fucking point. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, like... I'm a a sucker for anti-player games. Um, If you want the great, like, I mean, I never thought I would say this, but this is the best simulation of being an overworked, stressed, basically on the verge of not giving a fuck police chief ever. Like... (laughs) Great. Like, it's so, like, it, I, I'm i loving that this game does not um, put anybody in a in a particularly cartoonish light, with the exception of the mayor. Yeah. So that's fine, because we can make fun of mayors all we want, and we, you know. <laughs> Those dang dirty mayors. Yeah, my mayor sucks. Um, <laughs> mayor of LA is a butthead. Um, but, um, yeah, like, so everyone in this is... What game could I equate this to? Well, characters that you don't like them, but you know what? They're they're okay people. Like they're. Uh, I mean, not, like none yeah, of these. Yeah, co- yeah like, I know. I, yeah, they're, there's, they're human. You know what yes, I mean? Like there's there's lot there's lots of examples of that, but I can't quite. None are really coming to mind right now. So, like Jack Boyd's like a fucking asshole, man. Yeah. Like he's addicted to everybody. Dude's on pills. Like he's got pill addiction. Well, it's, it's like, like, it's, like Max, it's like Max Payne life. or something like that. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little I mean, bit not, less. Not, not Max. Not Max Payne three, but. Um, but Max Payne. Oh, he actually his monologuing is a lot like Max Payne. Uh, right. Okay. Like seriously, these cutscenes are great. They're really pulpy, kind of like uh, police drama stuff. Like it's really good. Like you know, Jack Boy just walking around. This is the safest place in town because nobody bugs me here. You know, he doesn't talk uh, like that. This is my dumb voice I gave him. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he just walks around. It's very. You can tell he's a sensitive guy. His wife left him. You know, it's, it's there's there's good stuff here. It's it's almost all the tropes of a police drama. But they're being played up so well, and you're, you're along for the ride. You're just you're, you're game for it. I don't know. I <laughs> I like where the story's going so far. It's time to kick ass and fight crime, and I'm all out of paddy wagons, so I need to go to the mafia and get. To I, I have had my ears just like wired to my speakers, waiting for any <laughs> like any Duke, Duke callbacks at all. Like, ugh. oh yeah, but that's Silly not, I, like going to pay for shooting up my ride. <laughs> The paddy wagon. Yeah, my paddy wagon. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah, like, it, 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 the, the length of it is definitely something that I've, you know, because we, we both watched um, uh, the Super Bunny Hop review and he kind of talked yeah. a lot about the length of it as well. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Brevity, brevity is a very, 
important thing to me, and you know, so brevity is the soul of wit, Hamish. Uh, yep, very, very true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me oh, let me oh. throw out a price there for this is the police. Okay. Uh, ah, when, when I got it, it was on sale for nine bucks, so I feel nice and like yeah, that was worth it. Uh, yep. If papers please felt like it wasn't worth the money to you, maybe wait till uh, this is the police goes on sale because normally it's fourteen ninety nine, right? Which would be okay. About ten million dollars in the pound, I believe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, yeah, I have played other games. Yeah. But so have you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. one do we talk about first? Well, the... actually, well, sh- sh- should, I, sh- should I talk about the game that I have played that you haven't? Oh, shit. No, me, yes. I want to hear, because I'm yeah. excited to hear about this, so Okay, go. so, so yeah. So, uh, basically, all my YouTube commenters that have been commenting on the videos and stuff like that, you can finally rest easy. I have finally played fucking Bloodborne. <laughs> um, or what's that they're gonna be happy yeah exactly um <laughs> it's, it's you know basically i finally got my ps4 one of my patrons nick sent me ps4 and a copy of bloodborne um so that i could you know do a video on it or whatever and yeah like the thing is because we talked about the dark souls 3 dlc last week and how like i i was kind of bummed out on that in quite quite a substantial oh. way Oh, oh, wait, a little quick then, uh, I'll add to that, because okay. uh, as of last week, I hadn't beat it. I beat or, it now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna give a little different opinion than you. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, I mean, you didn't hate it, but no, like, no, you, no, no, no. I, I totally agree that that shit was way too short. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, 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 my, my first go through that area was hilariously, like, like running away in fear from things and running smack into other monsters and screaming and like just yeah. having a good old dumb Dark Souls time. So I, I was colored by that experience from the get go. So I think it was a fun DLC pack. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's hard as fuck, but like yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one it's, of the best boss fights of the fucking series. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I just felt after that I kind of thought to myself like. I'm glad that Dark Souls 3 is the last Dark Souls game because I'm kind of getting a little burnt out on this stuff. Um, oh, totally. Point. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but how did did this game... Blood, uh... Bloodborne has sucked me in in a way that I totally was not expecting because yeah. it's a horror game first and a Souls game second. Um, it's uh, like, you know, first off, like, I will say that, like, there's a reason that people were bummed that this didn't come to PC because, yeah. man, some of the, like, you know, I, the, I actually, I'm really enjoying the PS4. It's, like, very intuitive. It's cool. Um, and Great controller on that thing. It's, 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 really it's actually one of my favorite controllers of all time. It, I love that thing. It's really good. Um, but, man, like, when, when you're especially when you're, because it is the fastest of the Souls games. Like, it requires a level of speed that you know, it isn't isn't required even by like three, um, and the fact that no that, shields, right? No, no shields or anything. Like, um, well, there is a shield, but it's like a joke. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, you know, it's, it's literally like uh, the description. Is it a two hander or something? No, no, no. It's uh-huh. uh, the the, <laughs> dis- the description of it is um, it has something to do with you know, like it's basically useless. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. Uh, you know when when you're constantly having to dodge and stuff it's, and especially when there's there's like 30 frames per second 
you know, there, there's a reason that games like that play better at 60 frames a second because you need that you need that extra you need those extra frames in order to react like but doesn't it make it more cinematic Hamish <laughs> yeah exactly um I I mean you know it like gra- like in terms of graphics looks really great it, it's beautiful the like um but yeah like things like the load times or whatever which you know I've been told were improved after patching <laughs> like man those load times are intense um but yeah it's 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 the like so that's basically all that i like i i'm not i'm not hugely far into it at the moment like i've had a lot of other stuff to do but i've co- i've found myself like constantly wanting to get back into it um it nails the atmosphere in a way that like no other souls game has and that's saying something because souls games are known for like the atmosphere they create and everything and how it's like like incredibly oppressive and kind of indifferent towards you and everything but like this goes like a totally different way. It's it's like you're not, it, it like I'm 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 just kind of still like formulating a lot of my thoughts on this stuff. But it's like, it you know when it, like people talk about you know the Lovecraft stuff for a reason in regards to this because it, it's much like it's it's not a Souls like I I kind of associate Souls games with like a very like you know it, it, it's 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 almost like a kind of very typical RPG challenge. It's like you start low in this world that is like indifferent to your presence and then you rise up to the top um and and everything like that but like this is much more like you know you're just you are just trying to like cope you're just trying to survive in this world like like literally though with that insanity and insight thing yeah like yeah 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 exactly and it's it's um do you think that captures um (laughs) this is a weird question you think that captures going insane better than most games or is it just like does it become just a mechanic (laughs) and not actually a thing it feels it feels just like a mechanic at the moment it basically just feels Mm. like humanity i'm I'm not expecting the souls series to be the one that finally has a game it's like this is what it feels like to lose your fucking mind i don't think we'll ever actually get that but like i mean hollowing is an allegory for depression it's it's uh you know so like they have tackled that kind of thing of you know, oh like, no, definitely. I, I just mean I want a game that almost like kind of makes you feel like you like make outside it, like, of the game are kind of going crazy. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like, like you know, makes that like a mechanic or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's um, it, like it, it's weird going into it from three, like uh, because I, I I can imagine that the the jump between the speed of Dark like the or the kind of like measured pace of dark souls one and two and demon souls going into bloodborne would be like like immense but like i played dark souls 3 first which you know has elements of that like it's not quite at the level of bloodborne speed but it's like it has elements of it and i like i played like a lot of dark souls 3 without a shield precisely because like of the of the fact that it was like dodging was a much more effective mechanic than blocking in that game for me is anyway. ds2 uh, um i still haven't played it i know yeah. uh but it's i always heard it was faster is that true because uh, i'm trying to think of like where bloodborne fits in release date so like people would have their most recent souls game would have been two. It, two, so. two two is is it, like it's, it's probably round about the same speed as something like one uh, really you know, yeah but it's just the, the controls are like significantly more floaty 
Then, Maybe that's what. Whenever yeah. I see gameplay at two, there's something looks like radically different about the it, movement, but yes. I can't put my finger on it. it. It's it, like it, it, it doesn't feel right. Like it, yeah, it, even from just looking at it, it's yeah. like, huh? What? It, like it looks really like like he's running weird, or I don't know what. It yeah, is. yeah. It's it's it, it it doesn't it doesn't like play faster than than other Souls games. It still feels very like methodical and stuff, but you you. I didn't feel like I had the precision that I needed to to make that work in in Dark Souls two, um, Dark Souls three in, in or Bloodborne rather, um, like I, I you know I always kind of felt in control apart from when there was like frame rate dips or whatever. Um, oh yeah, I've heard so, bad stuff about yeah, Bloodborne. Yes, <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know, but I mean, like you know, that's that's pretty much the only really like bad thing I can say about it so far. Like the world, the level design is like labyrinthine in a way that like but it, it, it like it all makes sense though like you it, like even more so than dark souls one you constantly find yourself like it, like looping back on yourself in ways that you could not have expected and it's always like super great like i heard a lot of people complaining about um it, a lot of people complained about the kind of frequency of um the kind of what i don't know what the equivalent of bonfires is in this but you know you basically get like bonfires or whatever in, in bloodborne um, is it a uh, blood something is that uh, do blood yeah it's, it's, it's blood oh, how many blo- how many blood like just nouns are there in there, this game there's there's a lot um uh, well i mean I, I don't know there's like um uh i can't like none really come to mind but i've, heard, I've seen the word blood a lot um, is there blood magic because like you know in dark blood- souls there's always like a like soul beat or soul ray or whatever like it like is there blood is there blood can i fire a ball of blood at somebody um, hamish i maybe i'm I'm not far i i don't i don't really have like kind of i i'm, I'm fairly sure you can get like magic weapons and stuff like that but like i i, I, I can throw a big orb of blood at someone <laughs> really cool yeah just fire like a black pudding at them or something um, like the fireball just reskin it with red with blood <laughs> um but yeah like it is it, like even more so than one like it feels so cool when you like when you feel like you've been going along this route for ages and you're like man i'm going to lose so much progress if i don't find a shortcut soon or if i don't find another like thing and then you find a door on the side or something like that that loops you right back around and it makes you like visualize the geography and the topography of of where you are and everything like that in uh, like it's 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 really really cool um so yeah i'm I'm still playing through that um but like the bosses have been great so far uh like they, they're they're like really big and uh and everything but um they they still have the speed that that means that you then have to respond in kind like uh even like the massive bosses um still you know they they can they can fuck your shit up very quickly and also um the 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 health regain mechanic in there where it's like if you get hit then you have a chance to regain that health if you attack them like within a certain time frame like that is genius i don't i I don't know why they didn't keep that for three um because uh like that mechanic is just great um because it makes you play in a completely different way because you're constantly thinking like okay my health is going down it's it's like it's like the way that health is handled in the new doom where like if 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 you're if you're low on health then you don't 
then you have to become more aggressive almost oh like, like you're you're rewarded for being putting yourself in way more danger yeah. to, like like they reward you for jumping into a crowd of shit yeah when you're already about to die like yeah exactly yeah yeah um, oh that's awesome so that's, yeah that's it's, that's, it's, that's like that's something that every souls game should have had man like yeah, the exactly forcing you to jump into that like uh yeah oh yeah okay. it's, it's, i want to play budborn really bad it's, it's, it's really good um so yeah like like i say i'm still kind of like formulating my kind of thoughts on the atmosphere or whatever but so far it's been like it's nailed it and like i you know it, it's I, I am hooked on this game in a way that I could not have ever expected, so uh, thanks, Nick, for sending me that. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so that's that's something that I will be kind of doing a video on at some point. I, I want to kind of, like, play through it, you know, like, one or two times before I kind of start writing about it or whatever, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 that's Bloodborne, I guess, in the kind of early stages that I've been playing, so... Uh, yeah, um, now we should probably talk about the games that we have both been playing, because there's a couple. Uh, Shall we talk about Hitman? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Hitman. Mr. Hitman. Mr. 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 Uh, F7. I really wish that guy's name was like John Hitman now. <laughs> <laughs> the best game series on earth. Just getting into like total misadventures in terms of like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but they it- paid me. And if every character referred to him as Mr. Hitman, and they, just didn't, and, they, and, they, and they never found the correlation between the fact there was always dead people around this guy, like, Mr. Hitman, that's not wise? Like, that, yeah. Anyway. If, you, if you got that reference, you can be my friend. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, so they, they brought out that final episode of Hitman. Ugh. Yeah, um, what a fucking episode it was! Oh it's, man, it's, 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 I think it's really good. I also think it's really weird in a lot of ways. Um, Isn't that what makes that's what makes them though, man? The but, weird. Like, but, we but, were having some plain, boring normies for a second there. I, I was a little bit worried. Colorado yeah. was great, but I I wasn't actually that into Colorado. Like I didn't yeah, like the way yeah. it was set up. I didn't like the constant hostile oppression. Yeah, of Colorado. It, it, like I like yes, you're right. I I, I enjoy. I enjoy that game where there's like a sense that you can kind of be relatively safe whilst you're kind of mucking around with all this stuff and like causing havoc like under people's noses or whatever. Like that's really great. Um, like the, the thing that I found weird about like because they brought out this this thing and it's set in Hokkaido, I think, um, and it's set within this kind of medical facility. Um, like what I found weird about it was that like Colorado, the map that came before, that was like super expansive and it had four targets the the japan map in comparison feels very small and is a return to the two target thing like there's not even like sometimes there would be like a third objective you know like retrieve the documents or something like that but this is like literally just kill two targets and get out um so i felt i, yeah. I, felt, I felt that was kind of weird and I, for a while i was like is this kind of an anti-climax um because this is the end of the first season that they're doing, and they, they they have other seasons planned, and they will probably get made. But like, there's nothing set in stone at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it's weird. Um, I, I I, but uh, like after thinking about it, I was like, yeah, that was actually a really good map. Um, well, here's what yeah. I think about Colorado, and I, I'm totally with you on the fact that it did feel weird that all of a sudden we went from four targets, which was awesome. Like I, that that 
you you were just like oh shit i'm gonna i'm gonna be so creative with all these kills or just yeah. like you know like there's so many possibilities but i actually found then putting four targets in a super hostile zone kind of made it so i had no choice but to just do really lame kills yeah yeah but like like as i ended up just snapping everybody's neck i'm pretty sure in that one i was like i hate when that's all i have to like i hate when the kill is just like i shoot the guy and have to run but sometimes yeah, i feel yeah. like i'm I have to do that, and I felt in Colorado there was no place you could get away from a dude with a gun staring at you at any moment. So I was just yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get that." Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but but I felt like that. Did you feel like maybe now now that we've played every single episode, that maybe like Colorado is like this weird black sheep of the season that it's like, like like that episode they were like, "Oh shit, we kind of have to like move the story along a bit, don't we?" And they just made it like a super story heavy one. Yeah. Because the other ones yeah. seemed like self-contained things. Yes. And then 4 was just like plot heavy. Like Yeah, well, like well cuz cuz the Colorado one has like, you know, without wishing to spoil anything, there is a, there isn't there isn't an ending gameplay sequence to that, which is like I mean, it, it, like, that goes It's like the into... first time the overarching story actually makes an appearance in-game, I feel yes, like. Yes, you know to- I mean? totally, like, it's yes, totally, like... yes. Because that, that's... See, right, okay. I mean, like, there's not there's not really a whole lot to spoil about the fucking Hitman story because it's kind of garbage. Like, um, no, like, yeah, when you say that, you are, like... You're almost overselling it even by saying that. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like the, it's like there's like nothing in the yeah, story. Yeah. It's... Well, because because like okay, so like so right, okay. I don't I don't give a fuck if you if you really care about spoilers, like skip ahead a bit. But it's like you you don't need to worry because it's not a story that's worth like engaging with or whatever. So essentially, like basically, what I love about Hitman is that like instead of having this kind of like by by encouraging replayability of the missions the episodic structure like turns these things into like self-contained vignettes it's like the the story of hitman the, the most effective stories of hitman are you start off you have a job to kill someone like the the a to b is like the b is having them killed and you getting away and what happens in between is entirely in your control and that's that's a really effective narrative and it's like that's the narrative that occurs from in every episode there's an overarching narrative there that is total trash because it's like everything that happens until maybe like the the fourth episode like so that would have been that's thailand everything up until that point has nothing to do with what you've been doing in, in in game it's just like you complete this thing and then there's like some shadowy business guys getting like knocked off by this by troy baker or whatever and it's like it it, it has nothing to do with what you've been doing in game so you cannot possibly care about it and then after the thailand episode they kind of weave it back around in a kind of interesting way because it's that scene where uh 47 and diane are meeting in the airport and she's like you know these these jobs that we've been taking all have this weird kind of connecting theme and I don't know if we're being played here and Hitman, like 47 is just kind of like, well, you know, the money's coming in, the the jobs aren't, the jobs aren't going against our moral code. So why do we care? Like, it's kind of an interesting way to characterize 47 and also care about anything. Man. Yeah, like, he's and, so like, and, 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 he's and, so bland. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, but it's, but it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing of like, you know, 
47 cares about this as much as the player does but like there's also this kind of interesting element that everything you've been doing up to this point over these however many months that the episodes have been being released um like there there's a kind of weird overarching thing that like your strings as a player might have been being might have been pulled by this troy baker guy and then you just kind of blew my mind right there actually about the about the agent 47 like mirroring how you feel about it like exactly yeah i never even thought about that holy cow so that that is actually potentially interesting then the colorado episode ends and they start talking about like the literal illuminati well not the literal illuminati it's like (laughs) providence i think they're called but it's like they they control all the Oh the, yeah, these two organizations that are so fucking mysterious and obscure, yeah. and they and and everyone's agents talk to each other in this like vague, like not wanting to give too much away speech. Yeah. And, then I'm I'm actually surprised anyone knows what anyone is actually saying to each other in yes. this game series. Like, but but then so vague. But then the end of the Colorado episodes ends. There's not only a monologue from Troy Baker, kind of implying that him and Forty Seven like know each other previously like he has 47 in his sights but then refrains to kill him but there's also just this random girl that's introduced who's talking about we need to kill him we need to like are you sure this is safe and and try baker's like don't worry i'm handling it or whatever and it's like who is this person then the then the 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 the, the, the japan episode ends no sign of Troy Baker or 47 apart from a little photograph that Diane has of 47 as a angry looking wee boy. Oh my god, that's my <laughs> favorite thing ever. I started laughing so hard when I saw that. It's so dumb. But it's like But it's oh. it's, it's like it's not even sequel bait because it's like it's it, it, like it's not it's not like built up your expectations of something coherent happening. It's just like it's just been like, okay, we we've completed this mission now we've got a a cutscene that plays out that's completely unrelated so like i don't know how their plan like if if season two comes around like i I was kind of thinking to myself like oh man if season two comes around they'd better like nail in some of these like story elements because they like, like for a minute i was thinking they can't leave these things hanging but then i was like leave what hanging there's like nothing there's nothing connecting any of this stuff like so yeah. i, I don't know about it this this episode is just like petty revenge yeah. almost like it's just kind of yeah. like yeah oh, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah it's just like oh think, it's think a great about, way to get think, revenge think, think about this troy baker's character has been in like in in so many of these cutscenes. you never encounter him in the game at all <laughs> i don't even think he has a model yeah exactly like it's it's literally just like the kind of motion captured troy baker thing in the cutscenes, and that's it and he's set up to be this like nemesis guy that's i uh, hope that troy like, baker doesn't turn out to be an agent 47 that like he like he's yeah. 46 or something and just grew some hair although uh, that would bring it right around <laughs> where so, i was like I hey give him that. some hair i would love that that'd be so good that um, would be great please square enix if you're listening yeah. Or whoever's writing this shit, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think anyone is writing this shit. I just think it's like developers are just going. I don't know. Fuck it. Wait, um, we could write it. You guys, oh, yeah. hire us, please. We we we're, we could do our own Hitman fan fiction. Um, <laughs> and then he dipped tr- his bald head in oil. <laughs> 
and then try Baker kissed him on the head. Um, so, go to sleep, big so, but yes, so this this final episode that got released entirely unrelated from the story or anything is really good. Like, the, the, like again, super dumb. Like, like room for absurd comedic things to this, happen yep, that are great. This is Hitman when I love him most when yes. he's at his Larry Davidist. Yep, exactly. When it's, he's when he's bumbling around a high tech hospital hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so like this, uh, like, and this this is the kind of thing where it's like I don't care about spoiling the quote unquote overarching story. I feel weird like spoiling the things you can do in order to like get your targets because to me that is the narrative um oh yeah for sure we won't, we won't like talk about yeah. specifics it's like but like there's all this there's stuff with like dress up as a chef and you know like see that's news uh, to me i didn't even know you could dress up like a chef oh see, that's god it's so good it's um and like, is there any um is there does anything follow through with this one npc who walks around he hasn't seemed important but he's a he's he sticks out like a sore thumb he's, he's a wearing guy in a cowboy hat yeah, cowboy yeah, hat and yep, the purple kimono. Yep, yep. I was following that guy around trying to find an opportunity <laughs> involving that man, and I it's, did not find anything. Oh, it's good. It's really good. It's really like it's. I mean, the the, the ending of that opportunity isn't like like it's, it. You know, it ends with a target dying, but it's like like just like so. This is a hotel hospital thing that's with being, an AI with that being run everything. by by an AI. So like. If you want to get into a certain room that you can't, you have to either get the costume that allows you to get into that room. Because for some reason, all the costumes have biometric data like implanted oh, in them. Kimono. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like you can only get into your room if you're wearing the starting kimono costume. That is so dumb. And um, guess what? It's like hard mode because the kimono doesn't let you, uh, you can't hide weapons in your kimono. Yeah, exactly. So That's, when you start, you have nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I, but it, it, there's all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, you know, like the tar, one of the targets is having surgery performed on him, performed by this AI that like, you can do some fun stuff with that. Um, then the other target is like his lawyer or whatever that's just kind of walking around. And again, you can do some fun stuff with that. Um, got a sick, uh, uh, complete uh, right arm sleeve. Yep. yep. Tattoo. She's got a big old koi fish arm. That's pretty uh, cool. I, right? I, I, I will, I will say about one of the opportunities, like just to kind of, you know, talk about how dumb this, like these opportunities are and how great they are. Like, I stole a helicopter pilot's uniform in order that I could talk to the head surgeon who had a problem with shaky hands, so he needed sedatives in order to calm himself down before doing surgery, and the helicopter pilot is the guy that gave him the stash, so you dress up as the helicopter guy, go meet the head surgeon and he's like oh man i need some pills and then you take him to these pills and the first time i took him to the pills i forgot that the room that the pills were in i had a ton of bodies and, <laughs> and so and so he just kind of came in like oh these pills are better be good <gasps> and then i had to push him off a ledge because he was going to kill everyone he was going to tell everyone and then all the guards came and it was a fucking nightmare Damn. but that's what I i'm talking about it's so absurd I thought you were gonna say i think you're gonna say like he just chose the pills over even saying anything about the bodies that'd be <laughs> but, so deep but it was like this total like thing of i'd completely forgotten like 
I was following the marker and I did I like the room it was taking me to I completely forgot that that was where I was storing a bunch of bodies so I kind of like opened the door and then quickly closed it I was like um (laughs) like it was a total like you know kind of cartoon moment of like "Ah, uh, do you really need those pills (laughs) like you know uh, he's like like trying to get into this door or whatever I'm like hitting him out the way like just bumping into him so the AI path doesn't let him go in and stuff like that (laughs) it's just oh so good like punch uh, him Hamish what are you doing (laughs) like I I didn't know how this opportunity played out and I really didn't want to go into that room and eventually he just got into the room and I was like oh no (laughs) so um, like, I'm sorry, I have to kill you. I yeah, exactly. Uh, you did this to yourself. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of like really dumb, like convoluted but absurdly funny stuff that I love about Hitman. And this episode captures that in spades. Um, did, did you uh, do the opportunity that I thought was really... Ri- God, I don't want to spoil this because it is right. kind of just goofy when you find it. But I'm trying to think. Uh, it requires a remote control... Um, for some medicine oh um no i didn't do that one for like an npc it's just like a they have like a they they pull something out of their ass like bluetooth medicine administration i don't know but there's (laughs) oh god i I guess it's not like the uh, it's not really a spoiler they they if you're like really concerned about this stuff again skip ahead to like five minutes or something like that um, yeah, I really want to talk about it, but goddamn, it's like okay. I, I'm just gonna no. This shouldn't be a spoiler. It's not wait, like wait, a. It has I've, I've given a spoiler them. warning. You can talk about it now, Nico. Well, I don't know, but we we always give these spoiler warnings. But these poor guys on the spoiler warning train don't know when to like. <laughs> they don't know where to go. You know, like just skip ahead two minutes. Let's give ourselves two minutes to talk about this. Okay, uh, the guy who has bipolar disorder. <laughs> I didn't even know rem- that. And he has remote control medication. <laughs> oh and my you can god. Ha- and you can give him vicious mood swings. <laughs> and he's the guy who's in charge of uh, the NPCs, like, like, like he's one of the guys overseeing his operation. That is unbelievable. And, like, the, and the way they care, it's it's like dialed up to like the nines in terms like of how over the top fan- these guy's emotions are. Phantasmagoria <laughs> two levels of sensitivity of treating mental illness, man. Like, Hamish, Hamish when you trigger his, you can trigger this man to have like horrible depression. Oh my and god! And what he says, what he says out loud is, "Oh, here it comes, the dark <gasps> cloud of self-realization <gasps> again." It's so is... <laughs> What? Yeah, and, and then you can hit it again and it makes him super what? fucking manic and he's just like, look at the colors in this room! Oh and he starts like God. strutting around. <laughs> oh, Jesus! That and... is, like, I mean, I say this as someone who has dealt with very severe depression. That is amazing! Oh, God! Oh, oh man! Oh, oh man! Oh Christ, that is yeah, so you just, good. You just fuck with this poor dude, and you just, <laughs> you can just have him go up and down. <laughs> but what happened to me was in between me giving him vicious mood swings, he got snapped out of it by the sight of me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was having like some insanely just crushing, depressed episode. But it, but I broke him out of that He's because he like, went, oh, "Wait, who the fuck are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he chased me away, and as he was chasing me, I was hitting the switch, changing his. De- <laughs> his depression back on and off <laughs> and it was working to get me away from him jeez but, like so that guy also he like has the had the key to something i think but like it was really weird he didn't act other than just grabbing that remote and fucking with him 
I don't know what happened. I think yeah. I might have messed up the AI path on that. So I, I actually want to go back again and see if that one pans out. But just that, oh my god, just hearing this dude's lengthy monologues every time you change his emotions <laughs> is oh just incredible. Like, that is unbelievable. It's oh, so good. Man. I was just cackling like an idiot. Well, was, it's like this guy. Like, I love so this dude. He's so, de- he's, he's so depressed to the point that he's monologuing out loud like Edgar Allan fucking Poe at work. It's just like... <laughs> he's in the morgue with, like, co-workers present next to him. And he just starts going off about, like, how sad he is. <laughs> like... Like he gets so poetic about it, and the and the coworkers don't really seem to even notice. Oh God! It's so goofy. Oh it's, man! It's and it's that typical hammy deliver, like you know the the deliverance of that only the cast of Hitman twenty sixteen can deliver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's all just basically the same voice actor, just putting on a slightly different accent. Oh, it's uh, so good. Oh man! Oh, that, oh, that is amazing. Play yeah, that that one right there was just like this is a great. <laughs> Hitman is game of the year. That Hitman is game of the fucking year. Um, game of the year for sure. It was. Um, also, you... I'm, I'm happy to say, and also, I am. I'm definitely up to stream this one as well. I just figured that after last stream, I took a look at that stream and went, one, gotta do something about those graphics because they were choppy <laughs> as fuck, and I gotta figure that one out. Two, I should maybe actually play these before I stream them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I did that. Oh, God. Yeah, we and, need. Uh, we, we, need really to, we need to. We need to stream great that. Job, <laughs> I'm really bummed I didn't stream this because I did a fucking colossal great job. Yeah. Nobody saw me. Oh no, actually, <laughs> one guy saw me. It was the it was the best ending ever. I did all the kills unnoticed, right? Right. I I I'm in a surgeon outfit covered in blood. <laughs> I run outside past one of the surgeons on a smoke break, and he's hanging out with the I think actually maybe that helicopter pilot. Right. It's cool, cool little thing. Yeah. Uh, and he he notices me because he's got the bubble above his head. And he goes, hey, hey, who are you? And I just look at him and I run over to a snowmobile and I get on it and I just drive off. <laughs> and the cutscene just shows this blood splattered, bald doctor get on a snowmobile in like the coldest looking fucking yeah. weather ever. While another surgeon runs after him in the background. Shaking his fist like, why I ought to. I was just like, that's the best season closer ever yeah. for like a TV show. Like, like what is that? Like, oh, God. Riding off into the sunset is perfect. The first thing I thought was like, God, I hope Agent 47 doesn't have far to go. He's not exactly dressed for the environment. Like, he's... <laughs> yeah, first of all, he's bald. That's where 90% of your hair comes... Or your heat, you know, comes that's from, right? Or something he's like bald. That. That's, where 97, that's where 90% of your hair comes from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love this I, game I so this much. Weird, I have this weird subconscious desire that I, I just need that guy to grow hair. I don't know. <laughs> He doesn't okay. even grow a beard. It's weird. Like, something's off about this guy. He's very strange. Um, and he's got that allergy thing where it makes your hair fall off. I know a guy like that. It sucks. But he does have eyebrows, so it's not that. It's uh, what is. I, 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 wait, give me a second. I'm Googling Agent 47 with hair. I'm terrified. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just. It's Has given, there not been a previous given one? Me, it's given me, like, a kind of weird amalgamation of, of Agent 47 and Archer. <laughs> Oh god. Like Archer when you think about it is kind of Agent 47 with hair. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're referencing. Oh. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Oh, even the guy in the movie. God, there was a there was- <laughs> You should probably check out the Hitman I'm, movie. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh man, I'm saying I'm right. I'm sending you this over Skype just now. Um Ooh, a little Skype noise. Oh, 
Oh my god, it looks like a... Oh. She's... This looks like a weird, like, prototype Agent York or something. What the looks, hell is this? He looks like... He looks like a member of fucking Papa Roach. He looks like... He, he looks like just like some dude who plays bass in My Chemical Romance circa 2003 or something. You know, it's just like, what? Hi, fucking welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, great. Okay. Oh, God. So, that's Hitman, unless you have anything more to say about it. Is he usually this wrinkly? No, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry, he doesn't, he looks like he's, uh, whatever. Uh, that, that image, like, threw me off. I feel weird after I looked at that. Uh, maybe he shouldn't have hair. <laughs> no, oh, I man. mean, just, I mean, I mean, there's nothing really we can say about this anymore than, uh, we haven't said about Hitman in the yeah. past. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, um... it, it makes up for how kind of bummed I was with Colorado and... Marrakesh was not bad. I I really liked Marrakesh. I thought I was. I just like. I guess I just have no opinion on it. Like the yeah, more I yeah. like, the longer I've been away from that level, the more I just don't. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. It's weird. It's just I, I'll play it. And it's fine. It's, yeah. it's such a weird. I've, it's such an odd thing for that. That of all the, like with Hitman, there's actually one level I'm just kind of like eh, on. It's weird. I'd yeah. rather just hate it. I don't know. It's. Uh, well, like I mean, I am planning a video at the moment. Hopefully, I'm hoping to get it out before the end of the year um, on, like, just a, a kind of massive kind of review of all the Hitman levels, um, uh, which should be fun because, like, there's, like... Oh, dude, that's going to be an incredible video, there, there, too. There's, like, there's, there's, like, lots of things... There's lots of things about each level that kind of differentiate it from other levels and stuff like that and yeah it's uh so I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to that um but yeah uh so that's hitman i guess uh you know i i i cannot wait for a season two if if that is actually going to get made um not not because of any story or anything like that i just i want more hitman levels um but yeah uh apart from that we have been playing one other notable game um, oh, man. which turned, turned out to be maybe the biggest surprise of the year because uh, we have been playing Titanfall 2. <laughs> and holy moly, holy moly, that's a good game. Oh, this game. I was like... not I was not expecting that at all. I mean, no, like, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd seen some reviews and like the reviews were saying like, this is a really good game. But like, I just kind of when thought, I saw the giant bomb, five out of five. Yeah, that I mean, was that I, was I, the I, thing. Something was amiss. I was like, okay, <laughs> something is going on with this game. Like, I, yeah, and that's, that's like that's a very tough score to get cause, there, cause especially the, from who gave that score. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, because the thing is, it's like this whole thing was like Titanfall Two was the game that has a campaign because Titanfall One didn't have a campaign, and I'm like, you really set like people always go on about like single player first person shooter campaigns as if like there's some like like remember when like the old call duties were coming out or whatever and people were saying like most people didn't touch those campaigns like they were just there as kind of do you remember what they used to say about that hamish they used to say oh the campaign that's just there it's a formality you know yeah and now i'm happy to say the correct version of that should be titanfall 2 is great that multiplayer is just there as a formality exactly because yes. that fucking single player is great the, the the campaign is the maybe the best first person shooter campaign i've ever played like 
I wouldn't say it's like the one I've ever played in my life, but like in the last ten fucking years, like maybe, like yeah, yeah, golly, like it's I don't know, like I was. I mean this like super well. Like I, 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 I tweeted this the other day that as I finished, I was like, dude, this is giving me like flashbacks to like when Halo Three would get to its like most rampant like, yeah, yes, like climactic moments. But yeah. it was like almost all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 the, like the the amount of time, uh, the amount of time and effort that must have gone into this campaign in terms of its level design and its presentation and everything. Like, well, it used to be terrible, apparently. What. Uh, the first draft of this campaign that they made really? apparently horse shit. Like it was just garbage. Like it was not good, and they didn't. They were running into walls. Like okay. apparently it was, they were having a hard time making it work. Well, and I mean, so, like it, it it becomes clear when you play it. Like what the solution to that is. Like just have the story be about, uh, like you know, have have the have the Titan be its own separate character, and like and have you know. It's it, you know it's a kind of te- like you were kind of talking about it. It's like a fairly typical trope of you know having a having a machine that kind of you know is somewhat humanized, but also like doesn't quite have the kind of understanding of the of the kind of social norms of the world and whatever. Yeah, and like as, every as other such, speech is is like a he's always misunderstanding irony and yes, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah, it's, and it's and it's like uh, you know, but in in that sense, it's like. There's a kind of innocence there because he just doesn't quite get it or whatever. Um, but yeah. I, like, you, you I, tell you tell him you shit your pants. He offers to go get you a new pair of pants. Exactly. Yes. And it's like <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I'm a sucker for like humanized robots that kind of almost like follow these kind of almost like Asimov style like robotic rules where it's like. Like I, I really like that game, The Fall, for the same reason. Um, where it's like that game is all about, you know, trying to circumnavigate. Like you're playing as this robotic suit that's trying to circ- that's trying to save its the the person inside. But in order to do so, they have to circumvent certain rules about protecting the person inside. They have to put themselves in danger so that they can override certain rules and do that. But they're also like they're very humanly written and stuff like that so they're, they're having these kind of very human moral dilemmas about okay i need to do this in order to override my own rules and everything like that like i'm 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 a huge sucker for that kind of thing in writing um and like bt in titanfall 2 like the titan is called bt um like it, it's not quite the same level but it's you know it's little things like the writing in this game is not is not great is it like it, like especially for like the human characters you know um it avoids oh, it's super it, like by the book cookie cutter stuff for I the mean, most it, part like with the humans like it's it, like yeah. it's it's total just like it, it's not it's not uh as you said perfectly put it's not that oorah thing it's, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, but it's just kind of like dudes it, talking yes it, it, like, it, it, avoid, it avoids the kind of um the typical kind of machismo stuff that you find in like m- there's no chest mil- beating in this yeah, game really exactly yeah um like, but you know, like the lead guy is as kind of sarky, or, or you, you could make him like kind of sarky, sarcastic is, guy. Is he, uh, I'd liken him to like kind of like a Poe Dameron wannabe. Yeah, from, yeah, okay, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's an interesting comparison. Um, Fancies himself as kind of sly, but he's like kind of not. Like. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's like you know, it, but the, one of the weird problems with that is that like he doesn't really say much. 
like oh it, yeah this character's reactions to certain just random like like you'd, you'd maybe go whoa if something blew up in your face yeah. maybe or you know like yeah, it's, yeah it's, exactly it's yeah, little yeah. things like that yeah, where it's yeah. like hey wait a minute and this, and this guy one... this, this guy is totally silent for moments like that but then when as soon yeah, as that's... bt asks him a question you get to choose the answer and he'll like make some quip or something like that um do you remember that one part this sounds like a spoiler but it's really not because this doesn't really have a payoff it's just that one random section where it's like run into that room with the radiation and get the fuck out of there yeah yeah what the fuck and do you remember how he doesn't say one thing yeah yeah exactly they're asking they're asking you after you've done all but by this point in this mission you've done a colossal amount of work for these people yeah yeah. and now they have the fucking gall to be like hey (laughs) let's sacrifice your fucking health you know, most useful guy in the fucking army. Hey, <laughs> would you like to sacrifice your health and run into this uh, giant nuclear reactor and start flipping like 80 switches real quick? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Gun? Like, right, it's, it's like, like, you know, like the end of Metal Gear Solid 4 or whatever. Like, um, So when, did you get the same feeling when you walked in there? Like, oh shit, is this going to have an effect on the ha- second half of the story? Like I'm yeah, going to be like, yeah, yeah, answer yeah, to- written to- or something and BT is going to be my arms and lit, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it was just like, nah, I'm, I'm cool, dude. Like, yeah, so it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's literally just, you run in for like two seconds, flick all the switches with this new tool you've got and then just yeah, go back you get out. The- and then you, you get see, the Call of Duty jam around your vision, <laughs> and it's like, like ah, and then and then you just say nothing. You, like you go yeah. in saying nothing, you come out and say nothing, and it's, it's like, like, huh? You'd think maybe he'd be shitting his pants in there because yeah, he did and, say earlier in the game he shit his pants and, uh, after like, a certain like, event, but now and, he doesn't. And the thing is, like the like the writing there is like, like I say, the writing isn't special, it, like, but it's it's charming in that kind of you know, it's it, it's it's witty, like it and. But there's just, like, weird things where it's like, okay, you need to be, like, consistent with this and, like, make it so that, you know, if if you're going to have your character be a character, then you really need to, like, flesh that out through all those kind of moments and whatever. Um, but then, you know, that's, that's like, a weird criticism because, like, because, you know, BT, one, BT is the star of the show. Like, BT is a really great, like, example of what we talked about earlier with the you know, kind of humanizing the robot and also kind of maintaining that weird innocence of something that doesn't quite understand the world or whatever. Like, there's a really great moment where, like, you're falling, you've been, like, shot or whatever from this kind of thing. You're, like, falling to to the ground or whatever and BT catches you and you give him the thumbs up and then BT kind of, like, looks at his own hand and kind of, like, scrunches his, his lens thing because he's thinking hard about it and then just gives you a wee thumbs up and it's great. It made me, it made me smile. Um... But like, but, I love the, th- the thumbs up is given such a good treatment in Titanfall too. It's like a yeah. reoccurring theme. The yes. thumbs up, I love it. I don't know why it's so goofy. <laughs> like, yeah, like sometimes BT does it. Sometimes y- your guy will just do it without you being prompted. I love yeah, it. It's yeah. just like it's, and, it's really goofy. I, and, and the thing is, you know, it does it does the you know, like it's it's this isn't really like a spoiler because you know that whenever you get attached to a fucking non-human creature or whatever that they're gonna do oh, something you to knew, the... you knew you yeah. knew bt was getting thrashed the moment yeah. he he said the, his first little cute sentence man exactly yeah so, so you like knew it but at the same time it, you know it really tugged at me in a weird way and i was like oh no hey, Mish, i'm gonna i'm gonna like maybe sound like a really callous fuck here uh-huh. i didn't feel one thing during that scene <laughs> i I, I knew it was going to happen. I said, oh, no, don't do that. No. Yeah. I, like, I said that, but when it happened, I went, oh, just a robot. <laughs> because I, you know, like, 
<laughs> you know what? Because you know what? I was so already into the lore. I was, I was, I'm on board with the Titan, right? Yeah. The the AI is very advanced. So yeah. as soon as that, so, as soon as BT ever gets in peril, I, I think to myself, surely there's like a backup of his memory somewhere in a cloud. <laughs> surely we can just reload him into another shell. It's not like my P. Like if my PC case got destroyed, would you cry about it? Like, no. Just put in another case. It's the same dude. Right? The same PC dude. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the same PC dude. Is, is it's like, yeah, we gotta load the paper clip from Microsoft Word into another machine. Yeah, it's the same person. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. That story is so predictable that yeah, I literally yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, BT's there's, gonna there's, kind of die, I bet. There's, there's, like, there's, the story is not what you're there for though we spend a lot of time talking about this fucking story but the story is not what you're there for um, oh no, not not at all but in fact like, you're gonna be skipping that story replaying these fucking brilliant levels the levels why. are so good like you know i mean there's there are some like ones that people are saying are like really stand out like effect and cause I, like again this it's like I don't like with, like with Hitman. I don't really care about spoiling the story, but I care about spoiling the mechanics that they introduce because it's like effect and cause that level where it's like you're in that kind of dilapidated office or whatever, and things happen and you get that device and everything. Like that that level is fucking mind blowing. Like um, I was grinning like an idiot during yeah, that level. Yeah, I was exactly. just like, this is. I, I just kept going this game over <laughs> yeah, and over, exactly. like out loud. I was just like, yeah. Um, but like, the, like the way oh, wow. it felt like that. The, the exactly, like the way they've designed these levels. Like it's it's not just it's not it's not a corridor shooter that you expect from like a modern military shooter because it's like even if it was controlled so well that just yeah. a simple fucking corridor is a fucking blast. Cause yeah, you can exactly. Rip down those things, dude. You're just, just like, like running along the walls and jumping between walls is so great. But also like it, there are like a bunch of these really expansive levels where like. You can just kind of go your own way and, like, even if it doesn't really look like you can do, like, you, you don't, it, even if it doesn't look like you can do something, you probably can. And it's like, it, you can go the, all these different routes. And it, it's, it's like, I found that this was, like, the best Mirror's Edge game I've ever played. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, I'm like this, is, this is, like, finally it. They did it. I don't feel nauseous when I play yeah. this game because Mirror's Edge kind of makes me feel really bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, when yeah, I, like yeah. physically, when I yeah, play totally, it. And yeah. This um, game just controls, like, it's like you're gliding on butter, but yeah. you're in control of the butter. I don't even know how to explain You know what I mean? But it's like... like it, it, did, it did that really interesting thing for me where, like, there were, there were, there were moments in that campaign where it was almost option paralysis like but it like it was it was like you it basically says okay you're here you've got to get to here do it and it's like okay like i guess i could go that way or i could go up there and down the other way or i could go here and but that doesn't really look like I could do that, and usually the way that doesn't look like it could work was the way that I ended up going and the way that ended up working. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like the amount of like work, the amount of effort and kind of thought that must have gone into this level design in terms of like facilitating all these different routes that you can go down. Like in terms of like modern military shooters, that's like amazing. And like you say, when you combine it with that like super fluid control scheme or whatever like that is you know it, it just it makes for like 
a, a, a totally like almost kind of transcendental experience in a, in a lot of ways because you're just like man this is this is not what this this is not what these games are like this is not what we have been trained to see these games as and like you know people can fucking surprise you with this stuff and yeah i don't know i just i i, I can't it's like a, i can't say it's like one of the games where i put the controls like above all else like it's like i love how this yeah. feels it's like and it's, it, and and that and that proved, but the way that it's funny those games stick with me the longest it's games that I, games that i consider to have like perfect controls in my opinion yeah. are the ones that i play for years yes totally exactly that's yeah. why i still play fucking melee that's why i still like yeah. i love that like wind jammers <laughs> as soon as i started playing wind jammers that game controls like like perfect in my opinion it's, and it's rocket league I'm always and stuff as well for it. it's, yeah ro- no rocket league too like perfect it's it's yeah. how it needs to control my brain just is satisfied with that it's Exactly. It touches all my buttons while I hit its buttons. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a quote on the box there. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Um, this, this is a little weird, but we kind of, we messed up the podcast last night. Um, I, yeah. Well, do I sound a bit better here? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Um, basically, um, the first half of this podcast that you heard is, like, is salvaged audio that we that that i was managed that i was able to get from nico's side well we recorded both sides like i always record both sides just so i can sync up the individual tracks that i record on my side and nico records his audio on his side um so that first half the nico that you heard was the nico on the both sides recording but nico's own recording got Got, was far worse than that. Got ganked. Um, yeah. So, now I'm now I'm just paranoid. Now I'm like looking at my <laughs> levels, and now I think now I'm like flipping out. Like, oh god, am I, I just mean, peaking I mean, now? Like, there's 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 probably that's probably not a terrible thing that you know because we 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 kind of coasted through the, a bunch of those episodes like and everything was just kind of fine. Like, there's there was there was always that weird thing of. Um, like after we finished the podcast like and i was editing it i would always have to like cut out like cut cut your audio at like 10 minute chunks and slightly nudge it because for some reason like your the, the file that you sent me is like a little out of sync i don't fucking know what it is but it's um it's see, the it's, skype delay it's gotta be right like the, i mean i guess like um because that's but, what you probably heard in the what they just heard no because like no, that's the, like raw skype sound right it, of well, my no, voice that that's the, the skype sound is actually what i use to sync everything up like i i use that recording of both sides of the conversation to to like to kind of rejig the file that you send me it's it's, it's weird <laughs> this is this is real fucking inside baseball stuff here but like uh but yeah essentially sorry <laughs> the the like we're we're putting this up a day late um because like i say things got things got jacked up um so yeah make uh, sure you turn your audio down or I'll, if i mean this is after that so <laughs> i hope you turned your audio down <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know yeah i know um, i apologize there's some nasty like hiss going on, on <laughs> but but, ne- but they, they won't they won't hear that nico because it's a totally different recording i'm using so I, fine. you sent me that snippet though it still sounded like i was a barking dog on some <laughs> of it like <laughs> it was just kind of like i would do the <laughs> thing that i always fucking do and then you'd be like <laughs> 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 
so uh so yeah um we kind of we we just decided okay like we didn't want to record the whole podcast again because like the, the rest of the podcast is good um but uh you can't really like re like, like pretend yeah. like you're saying for the first time all the stuff you said about like titanfall 2 yeah all that stuff, you know exa- what I mean? like, exactly i mean there is there is one thing coming up that i'm really like sad that we don't have the actual like the the reaction that we had yesterday like we'll talk about that when it comes up um but uh maybe yeah i've forgotten maybe maybe we we forgot enough and we can like accidentally <laughs> emulate it again <laughs> yeah sure um i don't know I'll, 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 give, I'll give you a heads up uh when when it gets there let, nico i'll say the code let word. me know when to forget yeah i'll say the code word good that'll be the code word good will be the gex. code word say gex, gex 64 gex, when gex. it's done. Gex Deep Cover Gecko will be the code word. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically we kind of where we left off yesterday was uh we just kind of talked about like Titanfall Titanfall 2. And like I I don't know if this is in the recording or not. I haven't actually listened to it in that much depth, but we we kind of transitioned from talking about how good Titanfall 2 was into talking about like <laughs> news because the news is that all this like titanfall 2 the sales expectations are way uh, have been reduced significantly um because you know it's because it came out the same fucking week as battlefield 1 which is ridiculous um good job ea yeah cannibal cannibal i mean studios you know I, I, i like i have i have seen like the thing is, the stuff that's coming out from EA about the Titanfall 2 thing is is them saying, like, oh, they're different games, you know, people will go for different ones, and, like, that argument is kind of garbage, because it's, like, you know, it, it like, on the, on the outside, like, Titanfall 2 does still seem like a modern military shooter, and so if, like, if someone's, like, looking at, you know, the modern military shooters that are on sale... Then you've got Battlefield One. You've got uh, well, I mean, it's not a modern military. Sh- it's a military shooter. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You got Battlefield One. You've got Titanfall Two, and you've got Call of Duty. Like, people are still either going to go for Battlefield or Call of Duty. Like, that's that's just that. Like Titanfall Two. Titanfall still doesn't have the kind of recognition as a brand that Call of Duty or Battlefield has. So, you know, the people that are going to buy the shooter every year are still going to choose between the two shooters you know um but the thing is like i've heard some kind of interesting arguments about like how you know call, call of duty is like is 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 popularity is declining because you know it's just when you, you can't maintain that level of you know absolute mania surrounding a game for that long you know um yeah so, so they like, almost 10 years almost i guess yeah since, like because I, I mean i guess that's just counting like when four came out but two, yeah. like since two really yeah yeah exactly so i mean it's been like a juggernaut i guess yeah, yeah. totally. so so i guess so i guess what like what they might be trying to do is you know have like if, if they can have the choice if they can try to shift the choice to something like oh it's either battlefield one or titanfall two then that might take away some of call of duty's sales <clears throat> and if they can do that 
if they can like dislodge Call of Duty even slightly, then the next year they can like capitalize on that. So there might actually be like some business, like some some proper, you know, business sense behind what they're doing in terms of like competition and stuff like that. But it, at the end of the day, it still results in Titanfall Two being buried when it really should not yeah. be buried, and and that kind of sucks. But um, it, it, what is Titanfall Two supposed to be like a mini little? bolster to help battlefield pass over cod is that like like what the thinking is that's kind of shitty because like that's it's like a a mediocre game standing on top of it well i'm gonna say mediocre i haven't actually played the thing it's it's mediocre uh, (laughs) from everything i've heard it just looks like a like um uh, star wars you know battlefield thing just reskinned yeah yeah and so yeah it just it looks like nothing special and then you have something like titanfall 2 which we both like yeah, I mean, because there was that whole thing of, like, before we recorded yesterday, you were saying, like, um, you know, how, how could this have possibly happened? Like, how did EA okay Titanfall 2 being released after Battle, like, right after Battlefield 1? And it's like, yeah. and then there was that article coming up, like, with the... Um, I can't remember. It was the producer of the game, producer of, of uh, Titanfall, um, saying, you know, uh, a good game will get noticed. You know, like the decision was locked in a That's while so ago. So optimistic. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, yeah, not I mean, really how it works anymore. It's yeah. kind of like the the popular one's gonna get shoved in your face. Yeah, exactly. And like like good games will always, you know, every once in a while, good games will get pushed forward. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, the the planets align and the AAA game is also the great game and everything point, you know, but this time it's, uh, it's Titanfall 2 should be on top. It should be there, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's weird, though. It just bums me out. Like, after I had such, I, I've played through that campaign twice, man. Yeah. It's just like, uh, <laughs> so I, I want a three. And like, if this, if this is the type of shit that contributes to there never being a three... Yeah, this is kind of like Titanfall's second chance, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the first and, one really uh, didn't land in the way that they perhaps expected it to. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's like that's it, just what I'm worried about with this. That's like why I'm kind of mad. About yeah, this yeah. Whole thing. I'm less like, come on, yeah. You, <laughs> you made a game I'm like really, really into in the longest time, like since like Mass Effect One. <laughs> yeah, like the exactly. last EA game I actually give a fuck about. Like, like anything EA was like pushing out yeah 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 and so it's just like come on guys <laughs> i just want the best yeah they're ea yeah exactly i mean it's it's uh and the thing is you know like a lot of footage is coming out from call of duty uh infinite warfare today and i'm just looking at it thinking like man this just seems like a really really clunky version of what titanfall 2 does so well you know like the the i mean it's like, you, someone could look at Titanfall 2 and just say, oh, it's like the futuristic Call of Duties, but in space. Or, or you know, it's, it's, it's like Call of Duty, but in space, basically. But it's it's completely different because, like, like we said about the level design yesterday, like, you know, Titanfall 2's level design is amazing and it's, it, it, it's, ver- it's surprisingly open-ended for, uh, for a kind of shooter campaign you know it's it it allows you to do a lot of things and looking at the footage from from uh infinite warfare the campaign in that it just looks like a call of duty but they've got space suits on instead of you know like the 
the kind of military camouflage or whatever. You yeah, know? and I, I bet there's no difference in health or anything. Yeah, you know, like it's it's you know those those suits aren't like armor now. It's not like there's no Halo aspect of the drop the armor, then you can hit the health thing. Like yeah. there's nothing, which is how the Titans operate actually. But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna uh, at this point. Tomorrow, I will check out that new COD because I'm interested. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like, and that, and ever, it's funny that you said, like, yeah, like Titanfall two to like somebody could appear like a new like spacey COD, but isn't yeah. that actually what the new COD's gonna be? So like, it's just kind of a yeah, uh, like it's uh, yeah, that's that's what it I'm just saying. shows yeah. that, like people just will just go towards Call of Duty. Still. Exactly, yeah, and it's and it sucks because you uh, know Titan Titanfall two is a really good game, even in multiplayer, like. Which, do people not do people look at that big robot and just see, say that that game looks dumb because that I mean, looks awesome? That, yeah, like, that robot's got a big sword. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's actually that's one of the things. Like, because I don't remember any of the like the 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 robots in Titanfall, any of the Titans in Titanfall One having that kind of like they they felt very much like just big kind of walking tank things. Whereas here they feel like mechs. And that's a big difference. And like, yeah, come on, where are the anime fans? Like, <laughs> like you have a you have a teleporting sword mech. Yep, yep. yep. Come on, <laughs> this this game is pretty anime when you think about it. Um, come on, anime fans, we need your you know fanaticism. Just come on, it's like we, we need we need your we need your crazy. Come on, we need you on our side. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Titanfall two. That's it's it's a it's a bummer that that game isn't isn't gonna get the recognition it deserves but you know like yeah i i politely disagree with that executive producer that yes that that that, that, that one guy was his name andrew andrew house or something no not andrew house it's andrew ryan and andrew ryan the guy that comes out every fucking e3 press conference wearing like the daftest fucking suits and like <laughs> sounding ryan. like a fucking robot um, <laughs> is it really andrew ryan uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, is, is it uh, the uh, villain I, I, I really from Bioshock? Uh, Andrew Ryan E3. <laughs> Please tell me he's actually got the same name. Oh no, no, it's not. Is it? Oh uh, wait, is it? Oh god, that would be great. Um, wait, who the fuck is it? Uh, Andrew Wilson. That's it. There we go. Uh, Andrew uh, Ryan. Just <laughs> a fictional character still. <laughs> that it would make sense. Um. Uh, is, is what, so we have to go. This ends with a golf club. You're saying, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we um, have to go over to EA. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just I ended up searching a video for Andrew Wilson, and now I'm just fucking angry. I get angry looking at him. Um, so I agree with this great Forbes article from yesterday. EA is wrong. Battlefield <laughs> One absolutely helped trample Titanfall Two. Fuck yeah, Paul, Paul Tassie or Tassie. That guy, this dude knows what's up. <laughs> I like this article. Oh jeez, such a good headline. EA is wrong. EA is wrong. I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I concur. Yes, I mean, speaking speaking of of EA. Oh no. This is the thing, cause, cause, because we've already done this, we know what's coming, and we know how terrible this is. <laughs> like, I, oh I, I actually, wait, I, I don't know, because I'm always, you, you always got me stringing along on your, uh, on my, on on my your segues. segues. <laughs> 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 I never know which way they're gonna go, so I'm actually like, 
Like I, I I know the the pool of news stories we're gonna pull from, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know which one you're going at yet. <laughs> well, so. well, Nico, let me <laughs> drum roll, please. EA deletes controversial World War One memes. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm this one's still fresh, and I can pretty much replicate my feelings from last time. <laughs> this one is so bad, so bad, because for those that don't know, the Battlefield One Twitter account has been making some moves. It's uh, it's, it's been. It's been a fucking wild week for for EA. Um, so been a bit too hot for the club, if you ask me. Oh, fuck. Right, so, you know, the whole thing about Battlefield 1 coming out was that everyone, everyone when it was announced, everyone was saying, like, you know, how do you, how do you, like, sensitively, like, get across the atrocities that occurred in World War 1? Like, the, the way that first-person shooters go, they do not lend themselves well to things like trench warfare and how, like, you know, th- th- like, young guys were being, like, drafted and turned into quite literal cannon fodder, you know? It's, uh, yeah, you're just sitting, waiting to die. Yeah, e- exactly, you know, how, like do you, a, how, do you put, how do you put that into, like, a frantic first-person shooter environment or whatever? And, like... There was always this kind of thing that you're getting, like saying, "No, they're actually treating it like surprisingly well," you know, and and stuff. And then social media gets involved, um, and you know, and video game PR does its thing because video game PR is is a terrible, terrible beast, um, it's almost disgusting. Yeah, in a so, way. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read from the Polygon article here, um. <laughs> Battlefield 1 publisher Electronic Arts and specifically the game's social media team is under fire today for a tasteless marketing campaign in which the series Twitter account came off as glorifying the First World War to sell a video game. EA has since deleted the three tweets in question which used the hashtag JustWorldWarOne things. <laughs> it's still stupid. It's still stupid and hilarious. What the fuck is that? Just World War One things. Along- Just World War One things. <laughs> Alongside meme-worthy phrases such as weekend goals and gifts containing violent images from Battlefield One. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh god. Weekend goals. Oh god. It goes on. Uh, the aforementioned weekend goals tweet was originally posted at 11 a.m. Sunday, October 30th, and it's perhaps the most egregious one. It was accompanied by a gif of a soldier being burned alive with a flamethrower with the phrase, when you're too hot for the club, overlaid on it. <laughs> yeah. It's so you're bad. Really, and it- you can just see that guy just screaming yeah, and failing. It's, <laughs> it's so like it's so it's it's like it's really really graphic. Uh, that looks pretty convincing, like a man getting burned alive. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> the game looks realistic. What can I say? Um, so and it continues like because it just because they just they posted that image when you're too hot for the club a man getting burned alive and the caption is weekend goals hashtag just world war one things like that one's bad but i, I my it, it gets worse my, my my favorite aka least favorite is the yeah <laughs> on friday october 28th at 3 p.m the battlefield account marked the end of the week by asking its followers your squad got big plans for the weekend <laughs> <laughs> The image, the, the image in the tweet 
featured a burning zeppelin crashing to earth in the background with more cringeworthy meme language atop of it when your squad is looking on point. I just... <laughs> it's just the, the idea... Your squad got big plans for the weekend. The image in the tweet fe- featured a burning zeppelin crashing to earth. Uh, that, I just don't get what's implied there. I just don't. <laughs> I guess are they are they on point they in want... terms of like they're, they're they're like on point watch or whatever it's called. Uh, so they suck at it because <laughs> the zeppelin is exploding. <laughs> hey, hey, get the squad, squad goals. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those guys who's like, like, still like, like, like. There's still those people who are like really, really sensitive about the Hindenburg. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, 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 still, like, what the fuck is that? It's, like, it's, what it's, is it's, that? It's, it's not, it's not really a case of like, be. It's not a case of like being offended by it. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's objectively tone deaf and just like, what, what? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like the, the the title of the article should have been their caption of "Bask in the glow of a burning airship," because <laughs> just for the entire know, thing. Because it goes on. <laughs> it's worth noting that hashtag Just World War One things isn't a new campaign. The battlefield Twitter was using it at least as far back as mid July when the account sent a tweet saying "romantic." along with an image of a flaming zeppelin going down and the phrase basking in the glow of a burning airship overlaid on it. <laughs> like, oh, man. Just, just a little romantic. They, like, they really have a thing for burning zeppelins. Like, it's... You guys have, like, a fire fixation. <laughs> but, Nico, it goes on. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. <laughs> The biggest failed pun of the 21st century. It's, it, the biggest that missed might, opportunity for yeah, a great pun That, that might be ever. the worst part about this. This <laughs> this also isn't the first time that EA has deleted an insensitive Battlefield 1-related marketing tweet. Peter Moore, EA's chief competition officer and, you know, editorial, the man most likely to gut everyone in the room at a press conference, judging by his appearance, tweeted a photo of himself <laughs> in a Battlefield 1 onesie last week, saying that trench warfare requires specialty equipment and clothing. The garment, said Moore, includes pockets for melee weapons and Doritos. And the most crushing part about this is the fact that it's called the Battlefield 1 onesie. They couldn't even get that right. They couldn't call it the Battlefield onesie. I know. These are supposed to be, like, marketing people, and like, they couldn't even come up with a snappy... You know, the Battlefield onesie. There you go. Like, f- that sells. like fuck, all, fuck all that stuff, like, you know, uh, a guy getting burned alive, like, when you're too hot for the club or whatever. This is offensive to me. <laughs> it's, the, it's the greatest tragedy the world's ever seen. <laughs> but... What I love about this Polygon article is that it goes on to say that World War One, which lasted from 1914 to 1918, involved about two dozen nations. Estimates put the casualty totals at more than 37 million soldiers and over 7 million civilians, including more than 8.5 million military personnel killed in action. You're just like, okay, that's, that maybe puts things in perspective. Like, no, but here, here's your onesie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't forget to bring your melee weapons and Doritos. <laughs> careful, careful when you're crawling in that muddy trench on your belly. You don't want to crush your Doritos exactly. in your battlefield onesie. 
But there's an update to this article in which an EA representative provided Polygon with the following statement regarding the hashtag Just World War One Things campaign. We would like to apologize for any offense caused by the content in the last 24 hours posted on the Battlefield Twitter account. Which is weird because, as this article explains, it's not just the past 24 hours. This has been going on since July. <laughs> it did not treat the World War One era with the respect and sensitivity that we have strived to maintain with the game and our communications. <laughs> like, fuck me, man. <laughs> it's fucking hell. Like... <laughs> they should have just scrubbed it and the, and just that's it like they should have just not even said anything they made it worse by saying things like, exactly yeah and it, I, they I, should have just like deleted it and been like you know what we'll we'll take that on the chin Let's yeah just go forward <laughs> and like you just know that like that someone's getting fired for this like it's it's there's no way that this like a social media like person or community manager or whatever doesn't get fucking Th- doesn't get their job handed like they're gonna oh, have yeah. quite the remembrance sunday oh i see what you did there yeah should hire you nico yeah see when when you know squ- battlefield one onesie when the squad's remembering hashtag just world war two things no, i'm gonna Jesus. get the jump hashtag just world war three things oh, that, that's that's the fucking and, call and it's all of these it's all of these fucking tweets under one umbrella this is World War Three. <laughs> this terrible marketing campaign. <laughs> oh God! Um, speaking of things crashing and burning, um, uh, what, what what article am I going to go for now? What the hell is that? Wait, why did you send me? How did I get here? What? Deadpool Deadpool sequel loses composer following director's exit. Wait, I don't care. What, what is I, this? I, I, I didn't send you that. Fucking GameSpot. It like. <laughs> Oh, I like actually. I I, no, 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 I knocked my little scroll wheel <laughs> and it knocked me down to some other fucking nerd culture article on fucking GameSpot. Like, yeah, Nico, this is a rain on Gamescast. We got we got to discuss we got to discuss Deadpool. The wait, Deadpool. Wait, movie. the Deadpool sequel doesn't have a director, but now it doesn't even have a fucking composer. <laughs> it's not. It's gonna be quiet. Was was the composer really that important a role in the fucking? He lost his composure. <laughs> Because surely in any of those Marvel movies, they just get someone that can just go. Surely there's just like public domain versions of all that shit by now. Like, why do we even need more? Like, why do we need more? I mean, yeah, more jobs, but like, why do we need that shit being made still? Yeah, exactly. We we need we need the best rock composer. We need the best composer to come in and provide us with that sick rock score. Like, you just like fucking no one needs that. Give us a heavy electric guitar and then some dubstep. <laughs> boom. And then do that thing. Yeah, and then there you go. Get the orchestra in. <laughs> make, like, make it sound like we got it. Yeah, like an orchestra that builds up and then also an electric guitar and then a robot comes and steps on all of that. And that's what it sounds like. Well, speaking of uh, things burning in, suck. Uh, in World War Three, um, Crash, oh God, Band- Crash Bandicoot this. is in the new Skylanders Netflix show. And he talks. Uh, Nico, uh, this is the biggest news of the week. Crash Bandicoot is in the new Skylanders Netflix show. And he talks. In the video game series, Crash doesn't really talk. He talked in the first one. (laughs) 
I, that's, I really that's, like all the need, that's all we need to see. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He talked like he said a thing. He said, "Uh oh." So, so that's what I have to say to this. So, uh-oh. by by article. Yeah, in the words of the great Crash Bandicoot, "Uh oh." <laughs> And then I fell out of a window. <laughs> Whatever he does. I love how even when we're not recording for like two hours, we're already kind of deleted at stage. Where we're just because that just goes to show that's not actually us. It's the fucking news that does yes. this to us every week. Yes, exactly. Like the industry the fucking is stupid. Also, right. This this is just something that I happened to cross because we didn't discuss this last night because this came out afterwards and this is going to be this is going to be like really good news to you um is the uh mafia 3 is like one of 2k's biggest launch week titles what the fuck man i don't want to hear this (laughs) so you just know that we're gonna get a mafia 4 and it's gonna be exactly the same it's gonna be great oh god i thought lincoln clay was done but i guess he was just getting started (laughs) I hate I hate games so much. I hate games. I really don't like games. Uh, uh, so, but he also there's a thing saying Take Two responds to Mafia Three review scores, talks possibility of more remasters. Like I don't care about the remasters. Um, wait, they're remastering Mafia Three? <laughs> the fucking yeah, exactly. world are we living in? <laughs> um, so, uh, on the subject of Mafia 3's review scores, uh, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick said scores were lower than what the company had hoped for, but at the same time he remarked that the title is selling very well. <laughs> it's uh, it sold uh, 4.5 million copies in its first week, which is probably, you know, you know the fact Mafia 3 sells, is selling better than Titanfall 2. I hate games so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? I, I think <laughs> it's like I don't even know. In terms of the reviews and scores, it was sort of an odd anomaly. The scores were lower than we would have liked, but there are a lot of stellar reviews. I think the most prominent reviewers really loved it and recognized that what we're doing here, from the story, art, character, and excitement perspective, is really unmatched in the marketplace. So I think wow, they like stealthily acknowledged by not saying the word gameplay in that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Oh god! They know what they did. So I think we and our competitors are seeing some anomalies in the review system, but we take them as they are, and we don't. Are they trying to like put forward that there's like some kind of like conspiracy among reviewers? D- different opinion equals <laughs> like. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Holy shit! Like. Are they are they are they implying that there's like some mafioso work going on with the review system? <laughs> like, like so, so so I think I, th- I think we and our competitors are seeing some anomalies in the review system. Some people didn't like it. Yeah, like <laughs> they're weird. This like the scores were lower than we would have liked. Is is this is this Gamergate? Are we Gamergate? Is this what this is? Are we calling for... We didn't listen, Hamish. We didn't listen. <laughs> I tried to tell us, I think, on those tweets. I couldn't tell what was being said at the time, but I think this is what they were talking about. <laughs> Nico, like, but... I, I, I think, I think like, I don't, I don't hate women. Like, are we... I'm confused, Nico. 
I'm confused. Yeah, but- like, what is this conspiracy that we've stumbled upon here? Well, Mafia 3 was not a good video game. Exactly. The story, but, but the story was okay. It wasn't <laughs> the best story. The character was okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It got one-dimensional after a while. Yeah, but, I mean, the characters were fine. But like, I mean, if I if I worked at IGN, I'd give it a seven. <laughs> Nico, you're part of the conspiracy. <laughs> hey, IGN. Okay, let me tell you something about IGN. They have a quote slapped on the back of the guy games box. <laughs> oh God! I own the guy game. <laughs> Nico, no, I do. I, it's a collector's item. That's, but it's, uh, I think, it's I think like a, I, I don't think you should be admitting to that. <laughs> no, I, people by now, like I've said it enough. I collect video games. I'm not playing that piece of shit. It's an oddity. It's a rarity. You're, 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 you're not looking at the underage. It's <laughs> bad. It's a bad route to go down. No, 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 no. But I am going to read this uh, IGN quote on the back because I don't okay. have the game in my hands. Okay. Um. <laughs> We're sitting here with an actual copy of the guy game. Yeah, it's not illegal to possess this, by the way. The the court case has since been settled and everything. It's it, uh, b- believe me, I I don't care about this game. Like, I hope you're taking my word for it. It's, it's I, I'm this, absolutely taking your word for it, Nico. This, this is a. I mean, if I'm you don't know what this is, it's a, a fucking. It's a fucking quiz game. <laughs> like, yeah, for those and like that, that's the, it. We we should explain what the guy game is for people that don't know. Well, I have some bullet points here if you want to know. Oh, yeah, go, yeah, um, yeah, read what IGN thought of the guy game. Okay, so here's IGN's uh, little quote about it. The guy game is aimed squarely at testosterone-laden college students, spring breakers, and, well, any red-blooded American guy. So it's actually not even for you, Hamish. It's for me. American guy, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, uh, God. So you got 20 sexy episodes full of stunts. <laughs> stunts? Stunts! Uh, full, of st- full of stunts and challenges with our uninhibited hotties. Over Un- 1,000. Yeah. Over 1,000 outrageous trivia questions to keep you guessing. I can't even imagine what the content of this quiz game is. Get your game on with the four players. The president makes the rules. I don't know what that whoa, means. Whoa, whoa. Unlock new Pre- pictures, President Obama, and videos. <laughs> the guy game making sports fun again. How's your game? This was uh, a game that, as I say, was taken off the market because. Or was it taken off the market? It was. It was one of these things that there was a lawsuit because at the time the foot, the time the foot. I'm on the Wikipedia page for the fucking guy game now. This is how- well. So what happened? I think was one girl sued because she didn't know um, she was going to be used in a video game, right? Right. And and then that opened up an investigation, which then led. Yes. To, uh, okay. To, to them, they, they found out that this girl was like five months shy of eighteen or yeah, something like that yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time of filming. So you know, very fucking illegal. <laughs> That's technically child porn. <laughs> yep. That's legitimately. Yep. That's a really and bad. So, uh, like, it, like, roped, like, Microsoft and Sony and, like. Yeah, yeah. It's... I believe the developer, uh, also the director of that game, uh, is a founder, is one of the founders of Retro Games. Retro Studios. <laughs> a, man, a man named Jeff Sprangenberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd like to meet that gentleman. I'd like to. That's Jeff's one of my weird, like, kind of goals would be like, I would love to like interview this team. Yeah, 
that like made this game. I was just like, I'm on, I don't I'm know on, how I'm, we I'm, got I'm, talking I'm, about the guy game so decently. <laughs> I, I found, see, like, I, it's, I had it on the mind because it's like, it's like on a, it's in a stack of like recent used games I've picked up from random shops <laughs> around LA because I, I found it in a random like, uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this place before around around the corner from my house. There's a <laughs> there is a place that sells video games. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards exclusively. <laughs> so many Yu-Gi-Oh cards are just fucking everywhere. This place is filthy, by the way. And and fucking birds and rabbit cage uh, insulation. I don't know what it is. What? It's like specifically those two things for pets. And that place reeks of pet food. And, and I go in there. And it, um, oh god, it's a fucking mess. Like like like. There's no rhyme or reason. To the place. It's just like piles of garbage, and half of it happens to be video games, but the majority of it is tins and tins and tins of Yu Gi Oh cards and fucking pet supplies. <laughs> oh, God. And just then I found the guy game in all of that, and just, I was like, hey, that's rare. And I, I found it. it was $5. I was like, I have to have that. Like, geez. Also, give me a cage for the guy game. I need to yeah, lock this fucking terrible game away. <laughs> Just to close off talk of the fucking guy game, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm off. I'm I'm on Jeff Spangenberg's uh, Wikipedia page at the moment, and it's one sentence long. <laughs> And it says, Jess Spangenberg is a video game producer and entrepreneur who has founded video game developers Iguana Entertainment, Retro, Studi- Retro Studios, and Top Heavy Studios, in brackets, the developer of The Guy Game. And that's it. <laughs> that's his Wikipedia page. I just what, love that, that. I love that it's Iguana Entertainment and Retro Studios, like two very like significant <laughs> yeah, companies. Exactly. Like, 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 and dude, Iguana was a like a big fucking yeah. company in the nineties. They built Turok. They did like so much, and uh, fucking Retro Studios, they made Metroid Prime, and then Top Heavy Studios, like Jesus. God. <laughs> I don't but, understand this. Is Jeff Spangenberg like he he was like two for two, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, I have another idea." <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I need <laughs> fucking hell. Good this is Lord. fucking. How did we get to talking about the fucking guy game? <laughs> Sorry, uh, we. I don't know. I said something about IGN that just like made me remember their weird like. <laughs> Obviously paid quote on the back of the yeah. fucking guy game. <laughs> Speaking of ethics and gaming journalism, there yes, you go. That's, there that's how go. it's coming full circle. There we are. We're, we're talking, writing on Gamescast, the hottest Gamergate podcast you could ever want. This is the police. <laughs> ah! See how I brought that joke back around? Because I have the guy game? Yeah, that was good, huh? <laughs> Oh god, I'm so glad that that joke is actually going to be in the first half of the podcast. Oh, that's right. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That worked. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> that, imagine if you just done that and it wasn't there. Well, and also that version of the knock and everything probably sounds cleaner. Exactly. I'll edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, so talking of um this is this talking of police um, All right, the, um the Nintendo police have stepped in and said Uh-oh. that Wii U production is to end on November 4th. Damn, that's tomorrow. Yes. Wow, the same day that COD comes. God, COD killed the Wii U. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. Everyone's everyone always talks about first person shooters as being COD killers. Well, COD is the Wii U killer. Um, I think you got a whole fucking console, man. (laughs) Um, So yeah, basically this is a thing. uh, You know, fucking the Wii U is an old console. It should only four years old, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, four fucking years old. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like. Almost exactly four years old at this yeah, point. Twenty twelve, it came out. Yeah, November. November. World. Yeah, it's. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this this is this is a shame. Um, what a missed opportunity. Uh, well, yeah. God, where do you even start with that thing? Yeah, it's, I mean, like, like it's just like a. I, it's a bummer that thing didn't succeed. I, I, mean, it didn't I succeed. still want one. That's the thing. Like, this is you know, I I like. I have a PS4 now, and I still like really want a Wii U. <laughs> like, it's, no, because yeah, there's, there's, there's the, the best games are games you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. That's the like, thing, and you can't emulate them. Yeah, and you shouldn't. By the way, you shouldn't emulate. Them. <laughs> and don't enter that gray area, people. Also, I would never, I would never do Super Mario Maker the disservice of like emulating that. If that ever gets to an emulation stage, you go buy that. You need that tablet. Also, <laughs> we're never going to be able to emulate the tablet. Think about that. That's weird. That is now weird. I'm interested. The, the future of like Wii U emulation. I'm now va- like, what the fuck? How's that gonna happen? I, I, I now I'm thinking everyone should try and emulate Wii U games. <laughs> yeah, get get that emulation train running. Um, yeah, forget what I said. Go go go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this um, I'm trying to look at how many consoles it sold, and I don't know if I actually. God, says. this is gonna be depressing. Uh, it's it has sold 13.36 million units. This is sold less. This is sold only three times more than copies of Mafia Three. Think about that. Jesus. Think about that. That's Mafia Three sold a third of all the Wii U consoles ever sold. It's not good. Jesus. I love it. Like, Nintendo initially projected that they'd sell 100 million, um, which is maybe a little, uh, a, a little optimistic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, they're, they're coming out with the Switch, and the Switch looks really good, and, uh, you know. Uh, oh, my. Do you know how many, um, <laughs> do you know how many games the Wii U has? Uh... Or is, is this something... It has... It's like 714, right? Yeah. Total. As of, like... As of yesterday, this is... Or two days ago, according to this Wikipedia list. Yeah. And... <laughs> only 120 of those are exclusives, right? Uh-huh. AKA the ones you should only care about. Yeah. But... <laughs> 98 of those are download only. Jesus. Yeah, so they are. So, it's like 22... <laughs> games that are worth it on this thing fuck i mean that's maybe when you boil it down most consoles that's usually the library of shit you should play yeah yeah i mean the ps4 the ps4 probably has something similar to that at this stage doesn't it when you when you consider how many games are released all the time that are actually good on on the wii u like, like over the course of a year it's like it's almost like every game nintendo released was good yeah but yeah but it's like the Oh, like yeah. that's so like they didn't release anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, like that thing just needed more games, and it they, could. They, it, they, 
they added a bunch of games to the end of 2014, and that's when I re-picked up one, because I got one in 2012, and I got rid of it when I moved. Right, okay. And then I just re-bought one, because it was like, I had a deal, and I got Mario Kart with it. And then, I remember that holiday season was like, a, a shit ton of great games came out, and then it was like a ghost town for like the rest of the time. Yeah, 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 totally. Ghost town, then Splatoon, then like <laughs> nothing, and then Yoshi's Woolly World came out, I played that, that was one of the worst games I played last year. <laughs> Uh, speaking, I mean, speaking of Nintendo not making money on things. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Mitomo hasn't made much money. Remember Mitomo? It's made, it's made a bunch of downloads though. But yeah, it's, it's been free downloads. Fifteen million down. More people have downloaded Mitomo than have bought a Wii U. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. So oh, uh, re- remember, remember that social network thing they tried to develop. The, which they said was a social network, but was actually just you made a me and then went into people's rooms and answered questions about, do you like pasta? I like pasta. And then that was it. And imagine if any actual social network was like that, social networking would not be a thing. Um, Most isolating social network on earth. Exactly. So they they have they have revealed that, uh, or it was uh, Tasumi Kimishima said, The title has not been impactful from a profit perspective, but the trends have been largely according to our expectations. And we said yesterday that there's probably a comma missing there, because, but the trends have been largely according to our expectations. I, I don't know. That's it's, it's weird. But uh, but yeah. That is weird. Mi, Mitomo, like, that was, it just seemed like there was no way for that to ever make any money. So, like, I don't know what... Like, maybe they were just trying to get data on their users, like, by getting them to ask answer dumb questions, like, do you like bread and stuff? Like, well, what do they learn from that? Like, oh, yeah. our fans love bread. Quick, do Zelda. <laughs> like, what, like, what does it mean? Like, what does that mean? Bre- bread, brel, brelda, bread, breadla, bread, uh, I don't know. The legend was true. <laughs> the legend of bread. Um... Uh, Nintendo's gonna start making fucking bread. <laughs> the Nintendo loaf. It's I, a new need, I would eat some Nintendo food if they started making food. Oh, right? like, well, I mean, they did. They, didn't they make a cereal at one point? Oh yeah, but we were we weren't even alive. Yeah, when that happened. yeah. Uh, I well, wish. I, I I I might have been. When did the Nintendo cereal come out? It's like a year difference between our age. What do you mean? No, there's not. <laughs> You're like you're like a month older than me. Am I? Wait, how old are you? I don't know. I'm 24. What? Well, right. Well, I'm 26. Oh, whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. You like just turned 26. <laughs> um, the Ninten- Nintendo cereal system is a breakfast cereal which was produced by Ralston Cereals in 1980, 1980, 1988, and discontinued in 1989. It's not a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, we just missed out on that on this on that sweet Nintendo cereal, Nico. Maybe you had some, but it was probably stale by then. <laughs> uh, this this has been this this news is so interesting that we have just gone into fucking Wikipedia articles about the creator of the guy game and Nintendo cereal system. Um, this has turned from like news into like awesome bonus content. <laughs> In 2010, a box of Nintendo cereal system was sold on eBay for over two hundred dollars. See, this is all informative. They're being informed. Exactly. This is more than you learn on your local news station, probably. <laughs> oh, it 
also presents now defunct offers to win. <laughs> I, I I love how they say that the offers are now defunct, as if like, like that, as if that was, as if they were going to be non, as if they were going to be active right now, like non defunct now defunct offers to win a power pad, NES accessory, or a Super Mario cereal bowl. Hey, you'd be surprised what some <laughs> some stingy people like find and try to redeem i once worked at a batting cage and a guy came with a gift voucher that he received in 1993 when he was three years oh old he my said god he tried to pay with it <laughs> so, did you i take am it? not surprised that they had to include that because you never know did you, some did, guys did you take like it? i have that no i was like what no this this was a different i was like you like this is this may have been a batting cage it was like a different business when he was there like it's completely different we can't just like honor that we have like the system's a computer now it's a whole different thing like i'm sorry should have cast you when you were three dude if you're listening probably are idiot you son of a bitch you fucking stupid idiot what are you Uh, some kind of idiot you idiot um speaking of idiots uh konami oh how about konami I bet they've done something real bad that we can make fun of them for, huh? Yeah. Hashtag fuck Konami. Konami Konami sales dip, but profit rises thanks to arcade and health businesses. Who'd have thunk it? Like, hey, Mish, you have to you, just, you have to go point out the bozo in the comments again. We have uh, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that so, so well, well, first, first we have to say that, you know, to actually talk about the fucking story like um you know they're rich they're, they're yeah they're, they're they're a really successful business and you know like they're a successful for, for, business for all, that made a good business move exactly you know like and i'm you know obviously i'm not saying that konami are right to do the things they've done like it's not from 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 you know from the perspective of someone who loves their franchises and stuff like that like yeah konami fucking suck like you know in, in terms of what they've been doing of late like i just did a video on pt i really wish i could go back and play pt i can't like um thanks to konami but you know everyone was saying like oh this i remember when all that stuff with kojima was coming out everyone was saying like this is the end of konami like they're, they're going away and i was just thinking like no they're not like what are you talking about like you think a business is actually just going to be that idiotic like no they're just they're shifting their focus you know like the arcades are really yeah. good for them and the health businesses are really good for them you know it's like and they've had the health club and health spa things and all that stuff for like years before all this went down too. yeah like yeah. that's what people i think forget is yeah <laughs> they always yeah. made money from other stuff it's like exactly they i mean, always did like you know it, it says here that sales were cited as nine as 963 million dollars which is down from 2015's 1.2 billion operating profit however rose from 118 million to 161 million which i think is probably down to them getting rid of kojima <laughs> like like getting, kojima you know, was just that one significant chunk i'm i'm I would be willing to bet that quite a lot of that money, quite a lot of that operating, like quite a lot of their operating costs went to funding things like fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 and Silent Hills, you know, it's like, so, you know, like, yeah, I mean, like, it sucks. I, I you know, I hate, like, I hate big businesses and stuff like that. They fucking, they're, they're you know, they're, they're bad. They treat their workers bad. They, they're, you know, I, I don't like them, but you can't say they're like a bad business like because they're in terms of you know in our capitalist society they're doing pretty fucking well for themselves you know um 
That's but, the thing. The the that that. That bozo in the comments yeah, who's like... I was just getting there. Like, uh, yeah. Good, serves them right. Hope they keep dipping. And I'm, and we were just like, did you just read like literally the first three words of that headline? And then literally just, the first three. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then just Konami like... Konami sales dip. Uh, oh, that's it. They're, 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 they're fucked. <laughs> like, literally, if he would have just continued reading, but profit rises. <laughs> so. Someone thumbs up that comment as well, so... Um, and it's like, you know, someone's saying, good luck going forward with no real Metal Gear games, and I'm like, well, they seem to be doing all right for themselves without Metal Gear, you know? They, they literally say that uh, Pez always always sells well, <laughs> it, because it does. People fucking love football slash soccer, wherever you are, and, you know, like, so... I just, I, I, oh, and Yu-Gi-Oh! must bring in some cash. I always oh, yeah, yeah, forget, because for sure. the trading card business is a money-printing machine, yeah, yeah. so... I love how one commenter here says that I wish they would go back to making console games. Gradius would be killer in a 3D world like No Man's Sky. I'm like, no, it fucking wouldn't. But, but I mean, no, it wouldn't but, at but, all. But, but also, <laughs> just like that's a really weird thing to like. Usually, people say like, oh, I wish they'd make more Metal Gear games or whatever or or, or something like that. This guy's wanting a, a 3D Gradius. <laughs> like, is this 1995? <laughs> what is this? like? <laughs> It'd be really cool if they did that thing they did with Mario to Gradius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, like just that weird, like, when everybody wanted all of their favorite franchises to be 3D back I, in the day. I, I, like, th- I think 3D gaming's really going to take off. <laughs> like, we should probably get it nah, on that. It's shit. It's shit. <laughs> but also, like, a 3D world. Like, they want a Gradius No Man's Sky, like, combination like imagine that's not Gra- even what the goal of gradius is gradius <laughs> is not a space exploration game you just shoot the shit out of stuff that's coming from you from the right or left or up down depending i don't know <laughs> so uh so yeah that's, that's a that's, that's a thing um yeah so i mean i guess there's only really a couple of other things to really talk about um first up uh i'm trying to think of a segue uh speaking of um journeying from the story journeying from the first three words of a headline to the comment section the journey dev teases multi-platform multiplayer game with first images how was that for a segue nico what so speaking of (laughs) journeying from the first three words of a headline to the comment section, the Journey Dev teases multi-platform multiplayer game with first images. I don't get that one. Well, the segue. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, Nico, because he read the guy read the first three things of the headline and journeyed to the comment section. So, so you're saying the so, Scorpio is going to be backwards Nico, compatible, Nico? Journey Dev teases multi-platform multiplayer game with first images. So Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, this is... Um, this is it just, looks cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... That, that one picture. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I remember we kind of blew your mind yesterday by revealing oh, yeah. that... The, um, you know, like, because that game company are, like, have teased their next game and uh and that ne- th- that game company developed uh journey flower and flow and you were like is was abzu not on there and i was like no 
The, yeah, the, I thought the, it was weird they didn't call it the, like I was like yeah. they just released Abzu, you guys. Like, come on, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it's was pretty good yeah, actually. God, I, I liked it. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was great. Arguably one of my games of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so it was the art director and the composer for Journey went to Giant Squid to make Abzu. Um. But yeah, are they that, back for this one? Do you know? Uh, like, possibly. I don't I don't actually know. I mean, like, well, like, they've literally just teased this game, so um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, because that was the whole thing about Abzu was, like, it was kind of surprising to me because I was like, they literally just have made Journey Underwater. Like, it's, um, you know, like, the story in that game is almost the Journey story in, in a lot of ways, you know? Um so uh yeah i mean i guess there's not really a whole lot to say they posted a few images um like it like the first image here almost kind of looks like breath of the wild in a weird way i i thought see that's why i also got confused because i i i thought that kind of just looked like abzu like the what the, the... like some of like the weird like that that tombstone yeah, looking yeah, thing yeah, i don't yeah. know it kind of reminded me of like the weird uh floaty things in that game like the weird kind of land masses that were you know what I mean? Like this kind of weird, yeah, yeah, mossy, yeah. Yeah, totally. mechanical-looking yeah. things. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. It, it also totally looks like Breath of the Wild. It looks like it could be quite a few games, actually. I don't know. Although, um, uh, that game company founder, uh, that game company co-founder Genova Chen said his dream is to make everyone love video games. He goes a little bit David Cage here. People, oh, no. people still read novels, watch movies, listen to music. The fact most of my friends are abandoning games makes me feel sad. How can I help video games not just be for kids and respected from people of all ages and genders? Like, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but Putting also the weight of the world on your shoulders, there, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, Good like... lord, you're gonna have a heart attack. That's a hard <laughs> thing to undertake. <laughs> oh god. Um. So. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, you know, Journey's still one of my favorite games. I'm really excited to see what they do next. So, I guess we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and finally, we end on some kind of sad news. Uh, spe- speaking of speaking of Journey, a journey is at its end. A journey is at its end. Deadly Premonition Sweaty sixty five retires from Access Games. And like we did yesterday, I will let you cover this one because you 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 are more you are more familiar with his work. Um, like I've kind of I've played. I'm, I'm a Deadly huge Deadly Premonition fan. Yeah, that yeah. was the that was the one where I got the sweary bug. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I love I love this man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what like, else to I, say. Yeah, he's, he's, like, great. Uh, he's great. He's really good. I love him right down to the fact that his name, like his, as far as I know, his legal name appears to be Sweary sixty five. <laughs> no, that's his, great. He's his, um, his, his legal name is Hidetaka Suihiro. Oh, so now I'm just completely confused. I w- okay. I've seen that name and other stuff with Sweary sixty five in it. I always thought that was like his friend. This <laughs> <laughs> his imaginary friend. <laughs> you know, hey, this is all York has an imaginary friend. <laughs> I thought he was pulling from real experiences. I don't know. <laughs> Swery 65 is like Suda 51, another yeah. numbered man. Because uh, we actually, we were talking about this yesterday because we were talking about the whole kind of, the like, the Japanese gaming auteurs. Like, they all seem to be from Japan, really. Like, um, you know, I mean, you've maybe got, like, um, uh, the guy that developed The Witness and Braid. What's his name? Um, 
What, what's his fucking name? What's his name? I'm blanking on his Jonathan name. Jonathan Blow. Jonathan Blow. <laughs> Um, it's been a stressful week, Nico. <laughs> I just pictured him standing in a room with Swery and Suda and yeah, exactly. and he sticks out like a sore thumb in that crowd. I don't know, like, like it's just like those, those four guys hanging out just would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, like the, the, the <laughs> but the um, the the kind of Japanese gaming auteurs, like the, like the reason I think that their games are so kind of weird is almost because like they they have a real like reverence for like western culture but it's it's seen through the through the lens of like you know like we were talking about yesterday but it's like seen through the lens of like television and movies and stuff so they have like a really they, they love the media of western yes yeah it's it's like a real kind of like maximalist approach to to like western culture like everything is like jacked up to 10 and stuff um yeah like, yeah the majority the majority of his games have have this tone of being a uh, the, the, there's like a weird childlike humor in it yeah. where it's it's like being so goofy that it can't possibly be like like this script isn't this naive <laughs> clearly this was written by like a weirdo like, like it's, it comes off like like a child wrote some of the lines yeah yeah totally but then a lot of them like have this weird like sinister dark thing on top of it too yeah yeah and then it it, it comes off just like like a bad dream like a, like in a really cool way like yeah there's a surrealist quality to his work. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, like, intentional or not is, like, worth checking out no matter... Well, not no matter who you are, if you like weird games. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's... Cause it, yeah, it's, it's like this weird kind of, like... It has the qualities... It has the aesthetic qualities of, you know, like... Of, of you know, like, Western culture and everything like that, but there's just little things like off with it that well like agent york is like a guy he's this like amazing detective he's kind of weird he's got like a weird scar in it. like yeah he's got a weird scar in his face he looks a little rough but when he talks he's he's very upbeat yeah light-hearted talks to his imaginary friend named zach monologues while driving about all of his favorite 80s movies over the course <laughs> of the game and, like goes in in-depth about like why lady hawk is a really good movie like it's just like ridiculous <laughs> stuff it's just like what the hell is this yeah totally. but you love this guy and by the end of that game you were like fucking near tears because you have to say goodbye to this guy because yeah. this game is over like that's actually like how i felt i was like fuck i gotta say bye to my friends yeah yeah exactly that's an yeah. amazing feeling out of a game it's a real kind Especially of perso- persona feeling or something like that like it, yeah that's exactly how it is the, the kind of weird like oh i miss my friends yeah. after you've beaten persona 4 and it's like those are my friends they're fucking pictures like <laughs> yeah like they're just anime people but like they were so like re- they were human yes that's what it is. exactly like, yes. these, but it's like you can Sweary 65's games are like they're human like across the board like down to like the fact that Deadly Premonition looks like a Dreamcast game on the Xbox 360 yeah it's like he literally is up front he's like I don't have I don't have enough money to make the graphics any better (laughs) he's like I don't need them like it's like okay why does the uh, why does all the speech in uh, Deadly Premonition have like weird subtitles that have um, like strikes after everything instead of (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't know. He doesn't. He never addresses that. And like, you just take that shit for granted, and you roll with it. It's like a, they're super like budgeted, but they're still big for what they are. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised he gets his shit published in America. That's like the stuff that I that always threw me because like before Deadly Premonition, he had a uh, uh, spy fiction out here, which yeah, you never played yeah. that game. You should check that game out. It's really fucking weird. Like, 
we had like PS2 I, spy yeah, action game yes, thing. I, it's I really goofy. See, I remember seeing this like all the time. Like, um, I I love how because I just googled spy fiction there and it came up with the the kind of featured result is the spy fiction Wikipedia page. So it's like spy fiction, a genre of literature involving espionage, and the accompanying picture is literally just the cover for spy fiction. <laughs> That's hilarious. That- <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, so, like, the, the kind of crux of this story is that, you know, unfortunately, Swery, um has announced his departure from Access Games because of health issues. Um, the tweet that he said saying, uh, day, three, day 360, unfortunately, I retired from Access Games after all. However, don't worry because my health is getting to be fine. Love you. And he accompanied it with a picture of um, the dude from Je- uh, Daily Premonition uh, saying, I can't believe it. With a, uh, looking at a sandwich, um, it's the sinner's sandwich. That's that's yep. the sandwich you eat to repent for your sins. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then we got on to what was like really fucking mind blowing, and this is the Gex, oh, yeah. this, this, this is the Gex deep cover gecko moment, Nico, um, because like because we got we because we got talking about the fact that he just post he just posted a picture of him as part of the men of game development calendar <laughs> and it's something um it's it's, it's he's full-on mooning us y- yep he's in, he's, he's, he's wearing and he's showing oh, well what do you call that i was trying to figure out the name yesterday and i still couldn't what? it's the his cloth thong for lack of a better term like um the the sumo wrestler type of like like also on display is a Japanese undergarment called a fundoshi, which is nestled okay. in between Sweary's glistening butt cheeks. Did you say that? Or did <laughs> no, this, that was that was GameSpot. Uh, I, uh, I thought that was an organic, organic <laughs> Hamish description. <laughs> <laughs> nestled. In. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the thing that blew our fucking minds yesterday cause, was cause, that we because because <laughs> like. Because cause this is a picture of him in this fundoshi, like, with a full, like, you know, Yakuza, like, back tattoo, like, full body thing. And we were like, you know, like, with him, with the centerpiece is a monkey wearing a t-shirt that says Sweaty 65 on it. And we were like, oh, like, you know, like, wouldn't it be so great if that was real? Because, yeah, like because we just assumed <laughs> that this would obviously be fake, and then I did some googling, and oh man, oh man, it's real. It's a real tattoo. The fact, I just—he's it's, it's badass. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> oh man, it's oh shit! I didn't realize uh, it's a it's a monkey, and he's standing on top of a red tree. It says red tree on his left thigh there. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's uh, deadly. Premi- deadly premonition's name in Japan is Red Seed File, I believe. Red Seed Profile. Okay, and the red tree is like a big thing in there. Okay, that's ridiculous. So he's. <laughs> so it's essentially like a, a homage to himself and like his most popular game on his fucking back. The monkey's got to symbolize something. Now I'm like looking for symbolism in Sweary's ass cheeks right now. Well, I am because it says it says Red Tree right by his butt cheek. Yeah. God, that was like that was like properly mind blowing when we found that out yesterday. Holy shit! Like that is that is the best. That's so great. That's, exactly, this man is a human being. Like this guy is a man of the people. This is, <laughs> no wonder. I, 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 so I was like super worried about him in the weeks coming up to this 
because I he posted some pictures on uh, Twitter like weeks ago of him with like like bandages on and stuff. Yeah, and now it makes sense. Like, now, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, what's happening to Swery?" He's, he, like, he's always like talking about the hypoglycemia thing. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't like cause like like physical scrapes on your body that would just bandage it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Now I'm looking at a picture of him from like. Uh, one day yesterday, I guess he was playing a virtual boy. <laughs> Great, that's not good for your health either, dude. That's bad for your eyes. Uh, and then there was one thing he said uh, on Twitter. I hope I will be back. Full stop. Because I am sweary sixty five. Hashtag yeah. swearism. Hashtag life is beautiful. I love sweary. Hell yeah, sweary's so great. He's the best guy. So uh, all the best to sweary, I guess. <laughs> Um, and all the best to our listeners because we we have reached the end of the news. Hold on, we need to just. I, I think we should actually give one more like tr- real shout out to this uh, men of games development calendar because right. okay, did you see this like list of the men they've chosen? I really hope Dave Lang's not in there. Oh, you know he is. Is he? <laughs> oh. oh. He is. We've got uh, High Res's Jonathan Crines. We've got Bungie's Andy Zhao. We've got Drinkbox Studios' Steph Goulet, I believe. Naughty Dog's Boone Connor. And of course, Iron Galaxy's Dave Lang. Oh my god. Oh no. (laughs) Oh god. Oh shit. I'm. Oh, I found it. Oh. Oh no. Oh no, Dave. No. Oh no. Oh no. I don't want oh, I don't I, I I don't I don't want to see this, but I want to see this like really hey, bad. What's the name of that actor from Little Britain? <laughs> Matt Lucas. Yeah. No. Matt Lucas oh being no. This and he's in the back of a of oh. a car with some candles and some pillows. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad, Dave Lang. Oh no, Dave Lang. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. oh god, it's like it's like. It's, oh, uh. <laughs> Dave Lang has ended the podcast. <laughs> All the best. I was gonna say go. I was gonna say go get that calendar. But I don't know anymore. <laughs> All the best to the listeners of the Writing on Games cast. Thank you for putting up with um, the weird stuff that surrounded this podcast because of audio issues and stuff and late uploads. You know, you guys are really great. Thank you all. Thank you all. You're good, good, good people. Good people. We love you to bit. We love you to bit. Okay, what? What's happening, Nico? What? Nico, are you there? Yeah, the the podcast is over, right? <laughs> well, well, okay, let's let's say our goodbyes. I thought we just said goodbye. We love you a bit. All right, uh, we love you. <laughs> love you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been the Right on Games Cast. As we said at the start of yesterday's recording, I have some articles up on Inverse and Zam and Nico's getting some videos done 
um because you know gotta keep gotta keep them updated on that nico video trick um you know they're coming so yeah they're coming um but yeah apart from that have a great week and we will see you next time bye see you later i really need to get better at fucking signing these things off (laughs) goodbye bye I don't know. I, I I figured you would have made a goodbye bumper by an hour or something. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for coming. Hey. hey oh wait. Uh, you know, before you go, I, I have to move my car so you guys can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Shit. See you later. <laughs> oh god. Right. Okay. That seems like a good place to end. <laughs> after we said bye (laughs) (laughs) oh man see you later everybody look forward to Neil Patrick Harris's Count Olaf (laughs) 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 (